Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are very excited to be with you today because, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. We do. We got realignment news, the Colorado domino fell. What will happen next? We give you our takes on that. After that, we have win total reviews out west. We got the Pack X, still an undetermined number. Very fitting. Mm-hmm. The Pack X and the Mountain West. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's some very, very uh, potent emotions <laughs> tied to both of these conferences, so it's going to be a doozy. If you have any questions for us or anything that you would like us to talk about, send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, or leave a five-star review with your question in it, and we will get to it. We love you guys. We are so excited to share this with you. It's a fun one. It's a long one. Get ready. Buckle down. Let's get ready. Let's bull. Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over your death, right? Let's back this ruler. Yeah! Ah! Let's go wild, Let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. Everybody, well, we're in Texas or something. I don't know what's going on here. Why we got that country accent? I don't know. Oh, golly, she got <laughs> drops. All right, well, it looks like we're gonna kick off some kick up our feet on the John Deere and we're gonna ride our tractor right into this episode. Yeah, uh, honky tonk, honky tonk, all right, honky tonk. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a fun little intro. Don't know why I did that. Maybe it's because we got some big news. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's actually, it's not in this order in the script, but let's kick it off. Because right, Colorado joined the Big 12. We gotta lead off with that. We, we have to, right? Yeah. So let's just start things off with that. Um, Justin, this all happened when I was like on the road to Arizona. So I'm yeah. just like seeing my watch pop off when I'm like driving. So explain kind of the timeline, kind of how it happened, and then where we are right now. So... Hopefully I don't get this wrong. This is all in my head. I didn't know I was going to be asked to do this, so I didn't prepare anything. But it's all good. Um, so from what I understand, the Colorado Board of Regents had a meeting, and they were kind of deciding, okay, do we want to join the Big 12? Do we want to not join the Big 12? Because I don't know which way it was, but either the Big 12 gave Colorado an ultimatum, or Colorado gave itself its an internal ultimatum okay. of if we don't have a deal by this point, we will join the Big 12. Okay. That day came and went. Colorado <laughs> met. The very, like, six hours later, we got word. And we got word from this from, you know, Brett McMurphy, who is reputable. Mm-hmm. But then Pete Thamel came and slammed it on the ESPN front page. And that's when you know, okay, this is real. It's real. This is actually happening. This is just conspiracy theorists on Twitter. For the last eight months. <laughs> Big 12 board, uh, board of Chancellors and Presidents meets unanimously approves Colorado. But Colorado hasn't voted on anything. It's just like a, hey, like, I don't know, maybe you're not joining, maybe you are, but if you were the join, like, you're totally accepted. (laughs) But basically, it's telling the world, yeah, they're in. The door's open. Colorado then has an event the next day. Then you get a weird (laughs) announcement from Brett Yormark, which I actually really love because, you know, it's reference to other things. Colorado is back in the Big 12. It's back. It's back. Back where it belongs, honestly. It makes a lot more sense for me to have it in the Big 12 where it used to be. 
You know what's kind of interesting? You know who was in the Big 12 the last time Colorado was? Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Missouri. Missouri. Uh, like Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Kansas State. All You're those missing things, right? one very important player. That was in the Big 12. That Oh, Texas A&M? Texas A&M, yeah. Of course. <laughs> they were all in the Big 12 the last time Colorado was. So are you insinuating we're going to get all those teams back? Because <laughs> your mark said he wants to stay. He wants an even number, right? So of course, either yeah, you want an even number for uh, scheduling purposes. Exactly. And so, I mean, and Brett McMurphy also said this, right? We're looking to add one or three more teams. Mm-hmm. Are we going to get Texas A&M, Missouri, <laughs> and Nebraska? I have said on this podcast before that I would love it if Missouri came back. And I think that would actually be a very funny fit. But, uh, no, it's not going to be any of those teams. <laughs> According to Brett McMurphy... Uh, Brett, your mark... Sorry, there's a lot of Bretts here. Too many Bretts. Uh, yeah. According to McMurphy... Your mark is looking to poach more teams from the Pac-12. And if that doesn't happen, if none of the other schools want to come over, it will likely be a UConn or a San Diego State getting that invite to fill that last spot. Now, the thing with Colorado and adding Colorado is the pie does not get any smaller for the Big 12 nor for Colorado because of the pro rata clause. Colorado is getting a full $31.7 million share, plus whatever's on top of that for the NCAA tournament, postseason, whatever. Right, right, right. That pro rata clause specifies that it has to be a Power 5 school. So mm. if a G5 school were to join, they would have to take less money and be okay with it, which I'm sure they would because it would still be more money than they're making in their G5 conference. <laughs> but still, that's something that needs to be looked at. Yeah, definitely, because I, when we add, like, I, I want it to be a P5 team. I want to raid the, the Pac-12 more. Yeah. And I... I think it's coming. Oh, yeah. I think it's coming. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't want the pie to get smaller for anybody. And like you said, if a G5 team joins, I don't know if the pie is smaller just for the G5 team or if that splits, uh, they have to split the pie more ways with everybody else. So our 31 would go down to like 28 or 29. I, I, I don't know the specifics um, to do with that, but I would rather add another P5 team not only for that reason, but also just, I don't want San Diego State. I don't want a Memphis, right? We want an Arizona or Utah or an Oregon, Washington. We want a bigger a bigger name to come and join Colorado in the move over to the better conference in the West. Oh, yeah. And speaking of Colorado, just take out all the other dominoes. Okay. In a vacuum. In a vacuum. Given Colorado's stay in the Pac-12, are you, like, if you could have had your choice... Between a couple other schools, right? <laughs> is is Colorado on the top of the list of people you want to come to the Big 12? Are they somewhere in the middle? Or are they in the bottom? How happy are you that, in a vacuum, that Colorado is in the Big 12? That's a very good question. Now, I think the, the qualifier that is very important is in a vacuum, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Colorado is out of the 12 teams in the Pac-12, if I'm just rating Pac-12, or possible teams. Like, I think they're... The top of tier two. I don't think they're definitely not tier one, right? Yeah. Oregon, Washington, Utah. Yeah. Um, Nebraska, Missouri, Texas A&M. For fun. Um, They're definitely not tier one. But I I think they're near the top of tier two. Um, One, for history's sake, because they used to be in this conference. Um, Two, because they have had a history of being good. Not in the last decade or even two decades. But they've been good in the past. They have a, a winning history. Um... Not unlike BYU, but they've been worse in later years. Yeah. Um, and I would take them uh, also for uh, distance. Yeah. And just they are right next to BYU, good travel partner. They kind of fit within the geographical shape as of now. 
Um, but they'd be in there with the Arizona, Arizona States, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teams that are like, yeah, we'd love to have you, but you're definitely not the one we're going after first. Yeah. What about for you? Where does it fit for you? I agree with you. They're somewhere in that tier two range. You know, as, as much as everyone hates on Oregon State and Washington State, I actually love both of those schools, and Agreed. I would not be upset to see them in the Big 12. Do they have all the resources, all the NIL that they do? No, not necessarily. But, I mean, you got to look at what especially Oregon State is doing. Imagine this. Like, you and your big brother have this group of friends or whatever, or you're talking to some girls, whatever. Your big brother is a multi-billionaire with all the monetary <laughs> support in the world, and you're just like this average Joe working a nine-to-five. <laughs> But somehow he hasn't taken everything from you. <laughs> you are still getting consistently eight to nine win seasons, and you made the tournament in basketball a couple years ago on your magical Pac-12 tournament run. Made the Elite Eight, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that Oregon State is doing what it is with the resources comparatively that they are given to Oregon, mm-hmm. I think is incredible, and I think I'd like I'd love to have them. Colorado. So I, I went totally off track there for a <laughs> little Oregon, Oregon State, State promo. Hey, they're also they redid their stadium, put millions of dollars into that. The chainsaw, the, the chainsaw, beaver, the beaver as the mascot. I mean, there's a lot of sick <laughs> things about Oregon. Anyway, Colorado. Um, in a vacuum, are they going to be good now? Now they have a five star quarterback, other multiple five stars. Is their continuity have all these guys meshed? Is Deion Sanders a good coach, or is he a me 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 kind of guy yep. that is ultimately <laughs> going to run Colorado into the ground? All things that remain to be seen. One thing I can tell you. Since 1980, Colorado has the same amount of national championships as Texas. Okay. I mean, we're trading like for like here then. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's a one-to-one trade. Yeah. Okay, so perfect. We replaced replaced Texas with Colorado. Yep. Who are we replacing Oklahoma with? Hmm, I mean, we already replaced them with a couple national championship teams in BYU and <coughs> UCF in <from> 2017. <laughs> uh, let's see, who else? Um, I guess what I'm asking is who's the next one, right? Because we said one to three teams, who's next? Okay, so now we're, we're talking for real now, not just like in a vacuum or not just joking yes. around. Who because are the, who are the next dominoes to fall? Exactly, and I think that's the importance of Colorado. I think this is why the Colorado move is so big, right? Is Like we said, in a vacuum, it's like, okay, we'll take you, but... Yeah. But the fact that it further destabilizes the Pac-12, it puts them at a nine. Like they have as many teams as Conference USA does now. Yeah. Like, put, try that one out for size Pac-12. Um, that's why this move is so big. And so now that those dominoes are falling, in your opinion, which one will be next, and who do you want it to be? And to put it in the further perspective, right? This is the first time a team from any power conference has left to join the Big Twelve. True. True. And it puts you in a point where, okay, people have left to join the SEC, people have left to join the Big Ten. The Pac, sorry, the Big Twelve kind of solidifies it as a number three because a Power Five school has now left to join it. That is, I didn't think about that, but that's huge. Yeah, that's, that's huge. huge. So who are the next dominoes to fall? The most smoke that we're hearing on Twitter from guys like Jason Shear, who are. Seems to be pretty credible now. Semi reputable. Now yeah. that things have the dust has settled, you know he was right <laughs> all along. And other people, uh, I just saw a tweet from Sidelines Arizona, Sidelines okay. the the reporting platform, the new, the sports newspaper. Yeah. A lot of smoke with Arizona. The only thing with Arizona is because it is a public school. Mm. Colorado was a public school, right? But didn't have any 
like Colorado State's in a whole other conference, a whole other tier. It's separate. It doesn't yeah. matter. Arizona and Arizona State are in the same conference. So mm. if they try to leave, there will be some state things. If Arizona State doesn't want to leave, right. that could hold Arizona back. Or maybe you get a similar situation as you do with UCL, UCLA and Cal, where UCLA leaves, but then they have to pay Cal a certain amount of money per year. Interesting. That's an interesting point. I didn't think about that. I hope it's not to that same level that UCLA and Cal is because I feel like Arizona and Arizona State are way more comparable in that way. I think so as well. And, and I feel like Arizona I, – I just I – don't I don't know why Arizona State would want to stay behind, mm-hmm. right? Like I, if they do, then we could see something like that. I, I just I – I hope and yeah. I don't think that, that that's going to happen. But that's something good because I, I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? What are the next dominoes to fall? If if we're gonna see one team, who is it? If we're gonna see three teams, who are they? Ooh, um, I think if we see three teams, I think it's pretty easy. It's gonna be Utah, Arizona, Arizona State. Okay, that's pretty easy. Um, I, Utah is radio silent right now. There yeah. is no nothing. Nothing. So I have no idea what they're thinking. Um, maybe that's more of a, a I would like to see. Something yeah, I want to see. Um. I think Arizona, if it's going to be one, I think it's either going to be Arizona or, and here's a little more hopeful, Oregon. Sneaky. Now, I this is really weird. I The tea leaves that I have been reading in my divinations class mm. um, have said Oregon is not happy, yeah. obviously. Obviously, yeah. Um, Brutus Buckeye, the official account of the Ohio State mascot, said big... In all caps, things coming, uh, and had a picture of Brutus with puddles with their arm over each other yep. in Autzen Stadium. Now, a lot of people are thinking, oh, they've rescheduled the game from 2020. That's Maybe, yeah. Eh, which is probably most likely. Probable, yeah. But apparently we're hearing from other sources that Oregon like scheduled a meeting with the board of directors kind of last minute after the Colorado move. So, like... I'm hearing a little bit of smoke from Oregon, and I would definitely take them over Arizona. Yeah. Um, do I think they're as likely as Arizona? No, but if there's one team that I could choose, it would be Oregon because okay. obviously Phil Knight, Nike, yeah. right? But also the history, yeah. That that helps you further expand your footprint. You get into that Pacific time zone, yep. mm-hmm. certainly. Um, and it also opens the door for Washington to come over as a partner as well. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think Oregon and Washington are a package deal? Do you think one moves without the other? I don't I don't think one moves without the other, but I think ideologically they're the exact same, right? They yeah. both poured millions of dollars into their football program. They've both had success in the past. Mm-hmm. Washington has a couple of national championships. Yep. So I could definitely like for me it's easy to group them together, but I don't know if those schools have that same relationship where like if one goes the other's definitely going. Right. Like you like USC, UCLA, Texas, Oklahoma, that kind of thing. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, is there anything else about this that catches your eye, or is a question moving forward? Um, maybe about the Pac-12. What are, what are they doing now? I I don't know. I feel like there's just so many ways we could take this. What What's the future of the Pac-12? What do you do now? Because uh, there's a huge narrative shift right now, right? When Klyovkov, uh, when Deion Sanders first came to Colorado, Klyovkov was like, "This is going to add value to our media deal." Now he's Deion's gone. Does yeah. that take that value away? Do media negotiations take even longer now <laughs> because you have one less party and one, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of things going on there. Do you at that point add San Diego State and SMU? The past 
10 years of success, San Jose State and SMU have arguably been better than Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's but that's facts. From media, from um, what is it called? Media market perspective, A brand standpoint. from brand standpoint, from history, from all of these things, are they an apt replacement for Colorado? I don't think it's a one-to-one comparison. I think it's at least you know one part Colorado, two and a half to three parts San Diego State or SMU. Yeah. No, I I 100% agree. I don't think that fills that gap. Is yeah. kind of what you're saying, right? Like, yeah. like I don't I don't think those teams will fill the gap. I I think the Pac-12 is gonna say, hey, do you want to come? Like, come on, hurry. Uh, hey, you can come now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't. I I think it's in shambles. I think all the other schools in the Pac-12 right now are being like, all right, what are our options moving forward? Yeah. Colorado is obviously like we've been hearing they've been discontent, you know, for the last couple of months. I. I would not be surprised to see dominoes start to fall because Klyovkov keeps saying, oh, the media deal, the longer we wait, the better it gets. Uh (laughs) Not anymore, dude. Like, I I just think the ADs and chancellors of the Pac-12 are like, okay, this is a problem. You don't have even a number for us yet. Like, this is like, you know, how long do you wait until you pull the trigger? And I respect Colorado for being like, hey, our day's done. We're out. So I wouldn't expect I wouldn't be surprised um, if the dominoes start to fall really quickly here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and if you if you're Pac-12, the Pac-12, Pac-X, Pac-X, you screwed yourself by doing what you did to San Diego State. Mm-hmm. One can only assume that San Diego State did its leave and come back thing because they thought they had an invitation on the table that just never came because the TV deal never got finalized. Uh-huh. Now San Diego State's locked back into that contract. If they want to leave a year early and play in 2024 from their you know, leave their Mountain West media deal, the buyout is something like 25 to 30 million dollars, which admittedly isn't ton for a power five school, but for a school like San Diego State and the resources that it has, that's everything. That's like two or three years. They cannot pay that. Yeah, exactly. They can't. So either all of your other schools foot that bill, or. You're not getting San Diego State for another year. So you have a full year. <laughs> a full year of having, like, what, three less teams now? Yeah. Conference USA, basically. Yeah. Conference USA West. Yes. Um, that's dumb. Yeah. Um, and on that point, too, the Pac-12 screwed itself over earlier, too. When Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12, everybody was scrambling, like, what's going to happen? You know, is the, Big, is the Pac-12 going to poach? And they... Stuck their noses up at everybody and said, yeah. we're not going to let a, not a AAA research institution conservative mm-hmm. Baptist school into the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 even proposed a merger. Do you remember that? Like, yeah. And the Pac-12 was like, uh, nah, nah. and uh, where'd they get you? <laughs> Got you straight down the toilet. Straight down the toilet. Now, one thing I want to address before we move on is if we don't get any of those Power 5 schools. Okay. The move is then to add a school like UConn, apparently. That's what okay. the smoke says. Yes. Right? That would obviously be a basketball value add, a lot more than a football value add. <laughs> yes. Brett Yormark has said multiple times that he values basketball and he thinks that basketball is very undervalued in the negotiations landscape. Now, I've, I've listening to the guys that do the Cover 3 podcast, they brought up this point of, Maybe your mark isn't crazy in strengthening basketball mm-hmm. because in becoming the best basketball conference, something like a basketball mecca, mm-hmm. with how conferences currently work, 
that means the SEC and the Big Ten can't completely remove themselves from you okay. in football because if they did that, they'd be doing it in basketball too. Mm. And they can't claim to be the best in basketball because the Big 12 is seen as the best. And it is the best. <laughs> so the, the, they're theorizing that maybe the best way of not getting left behind in the Big 2 is to strengthen basketball to the point where they cannot leave you behind. Or they're leaving a billion dollars on the table. That's actually a really good point. I've never thought about that before. Now, and I, I think I agree with you, Mark, on this. I, I do think it's undervalued. I think yeah. college basketball has a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a market out there for more college basketball. Yeah. Um, however, I don't think that it is near football at no. all. It's Not nowhere near it, right? So I hope – I think – I think what I'm trying to say is I hope Brett Yormark doesn't just like leave football and just be like, hey, we're good in football, so let's add UConn and Gonzaga and all these teams, right, and yeah. split that money. Like, I, I hope he stays focused on football and wants to pursue that because that's the main moneymaker. Yeah. But it does not hurt whatsoever, and it's a great move, like you said, cementing yourself as the best college basketball conference so that if something happens and it becomes a big two – basketball at least like you have to stay connected because you are the controlling interest in college basketball you not to say own but you own like the majority interest in the NCAA tournament yeah. like in the discussions involving that whether you expand or break away right I, th- I think that's a great move I just hope he doesn't leave football by the wayside and only focus on basketball if that makes sense yeah because let's make it clear it, it all depends to what happens with March Madness is it something that stays controlled by the NCAA or is it something that privatizes mm-hmm. and is run by conferences or is run by the Power X or whatever, you know? Because basketball is a lot different than football in the fact that the football, the regular season is just as valuable as the postseason. Yes. Whereas the basketball TV deals and whatever, of all the value you're getting from basketball, 80% of it is coming from March Madness. Yes, at least 80 yeah. Yeah, at the very least. So, it all depends on what happens with March Madness, too. I personally agree with you. I don't want Brett Yarmark to put all his eggs in one basket, unless it's the football basket. <laughs> that yes. is the basket that you want to put all of your eggs into. At the very least, adding UConn as an all-sports member, maybe, you know, you can't just keep bringing in the best of the best. Otherwise, there's not going to be enough losses to go around <laughs> to keep people happy. Maybe you bring in a punching bag. Yeah. Like, they, like Vanderbilt to the SEC. They brought in a punching bag. <laughs> And Vanderbilt's fine with it. Vanderbilt's like, we'll take the check and we'll take the losses. (laughs) Exactly. So maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. Uh, That's really interesting. I think one more aspect of that is does football break away from the NCAA while the other sports don't, right? Yeah. I think in that aspect, that makes it even better for for Brett Yormark, right? Because then he is – you are the dude for the NCAA. Like you are the NCAA's moneymaker, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Whereas in football, that kind of leaves you with that question mark of – you know, we're obviously the best third, the third tiered conference, right? Top yeah. to bottom. Um, but it still leaves you that question mark. Do we go along with them? What does that look like? Yeah, and that's the interesting question because you, you have to remember basketball, that postseason, controlled by the NCAA. Mm-hmm. Football, the college football playoff, independent institution, not controlled by the NCAA in any, in any way, shape, or form whatsoever. Right. The NCAA None makes like almost zero dollars from football. Nothing. Nothing at all. Which is actually funny, like, listening to the, you know, the Cover 3 guys, what they said this morning was, you know, Jim Harbaugh got suspended for four games. <laughs> yes. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> the four games he's missing, 
is Podunk State, East Western South Missouri, next next in line community college, uh, and, UNLV, and yeah, East yeah. Carolina. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All at home. What's stopping him from just ignoring the Saying suspension? Saying no, <laughs> they can't ban Michigan from the postseason. No, they can't do it. What are they gonna do? They literally cannot. They do not control it. So take. Vacate some they wins. They could vacate wins, no. Justin. Not the vacated wins. Imagine going to oh, the media no. the media rights deal table and they're like, well, Michigan didn't win any games for 17 to 19. Michigan's I- been 0 and 12 <laughs> retroactively for five years straight. That's a knockdown. That's 101 million to 100 million a school. Look at that. They went 0 and 12 in 2025, but somehow still won the national championship. Like, how's. <laughs> Yeah, I, sorry, that was blasphemy to an Ohio State year. Sorry, sorry. They made it to the national championship, but lost to Ohio State. Lost to Ohio State. <laughs> I appreciate that. I do. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, anyway, I mean that's kind of the current event that we're all talking about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we got that out of the way, yeah, we have a lot to get to in this episode. <laughs> we do. We do. Um, before we get to more sports, though, we got to talk about Barbie and Oppenheimer. Okay. Barbenheimer came out last week. Uh, did you see either of them? I did not see Barbie. I did see Oppenheimer. Okay, let's talk Oppenheimer then. Okay. If you uh, haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. skip forward like two minutes. All right, mm-hmm. let's talk. What were your thoughts? So this is going to be interesting because okay. I saw your review on Twitter. Yes. You gave it a meh. Yes. And I, I'll explain this a little more as we go on. But yes, continue. I actually really enjoyed Oppenheimer. Okay. okay. I really, really enjoyed it. It's one of the favorite movies, one of my favorite movies that I've watched in a really long time. Okay. It... You know, it, it gave history a voice. It brought up a lot of different things that were going on with the nuclear bomb. And it, it brought up, I don't know, I feel like maybe it was different for you, but when I was taught about the nuclear bombings in Japan in history, my history classes, right, it was always this big victory, Japan surrendered, whatever. But you never really were asked to think about the morality of the event or the sufferings of the people that happened after. And, you know, what, you know, and they're having that internal dialogue at the end there of like, did we drop bombs on a country that was already about to surrender? Right. And, you know, so that there's all that. The story is, you know, it, it does take a little bit to speed up. I'll give mm-hmm. it that. It's not, it's not flashy. It's not musical numbers. It's not like, <laughs> hey, everybody, let's be happy and let's have a good time, you know? It's very heavy-hitting subjects. It's very introspective, really making you think. And as it, that, it, it felt like... And maybe maybe I'm a blasphemer for saying this. Did, did you see the Elvis movie? Yes. Okay. There was a point in the Elvis movie that I said, the movie could stop here and I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. And then it continued, and the part that it continued sucked. <laughs> it was the worst 45 minutes of my life. Okay. There was a point like this in Oppenheimer where I said, okay, the movie could end here. Mm-hmm. But then there was still another 30 minutes. Yeah. But that 30 minutes, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Because in that last 30 minutes, you get this whole secondary, the secondary story of what's going on. You have Robert Downey Jr.'s character getting, you know, nominated for cabinet and he gets denied after, you know, only the only dismissal in the cabinet (laughs) hearing having been like 80 years prior or something like that. And I don't know, like this movie just gives a whole lot of perspective. It's a movie that captures you because the explosions are freaking cool and it's a cool storyline and everything, but it also makes you be introspective. It makes you think about, okay, what was going on in Japan? Did we drop bombs on a country that was about to surrender? Were these bombs like moral in the first place? Was it because, you know, at the end of the day, there's a bunch of civilians that got toasted, Mm -hmm. you know, 
and it makes you think about all these things. And I don't. It, it was cool just to learn more about this historical figure Oppenheimer, who obviously played a huge part in it. But I don't know. Growing up, when I learned about the Manhattan Project, I didn't hear about Oppenheimer. Yeah. I heard about Albert Einstein. I heard about maybe some like German scientist that defected. I didn't hear about Oppenheimer until later on in my life. So it, I think it was really cool to see a perspective of him where it didn't glorify him the entire time. Either. Yeah. It glorified him for a long time, but then towards the end, you're left with the question of was he really, you know, single to America's glory, I guess, <laughs> you know? And and was he proud of what he did? You can't tell at the end. So yeah. I don't know, I really liked it. I really enjoyed the movie. Uh now, I do not disagree with anything you said. Uh first off, cinematically incredible. Super, super well done. I mean, Christopher Nolan, he makes awesome movies, right? Yeah. And it was super well done, the spacing of the context and the timing and the payoff. Um, it, it, uh, it was all woven together in a way that wasn't hard to understand. Yeah. Um, in classic Christopher Nolan style, the, it's hard to hear the dialogue sometimes. Yep, uh-huh. Especially when they have accents. I'm like, can we turn out subtitles? Yeah, and, and the freaking music. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, super, like, really well done. The explosions, like you said. Awesome. Sick. Sick. No CGI. Yep. Um, I loved that. Um, now, here are the reasons that I didn't like it as much. Like you said, I gave it a meh, 6.5. I later downgraded that to, like, a 3 or a 4. Like, pretty low. Now, and I get this. This is a hot take because all the reviews I'm seeing are, like, awesome. Right? Yeah. And I don't disagree. Like, it, let me explain. I am a huge Christopher Nolan fan. I love Dunkirk. I love Interstellar, Inception, Tenet. All, like, Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Beautiful. So I love Christopher Nolan. I was expecting... uh, I had very high expectations. Okay. I also came straight from Barbie. Mm. um, And Barbie is, like, top five favorite movie of all time now. Absolutely loved it. It was awesome. Incredible. I cried, like, five times. (laughs) And, like, only three of them were because I was in the feelings. The other two were because I was laughing so hard. (laughs) Super, super good movie. Highly recommend. Um, but we came straight after that, so I was kind of like, oh my gosh, if Barbie was this good, Oppenheimer's got to be so good, right? Obviously, yeah. it's going to be a very different movie. Yeah. Um, so I came into it uh, with that perspective. And then I also, um, so I read the book that this was based off of okay. when I was like 12, okay. which is super weird. My mom just like got it for me for Christmas. Is like, oh, this looked interesting. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. So like I had kind of... Jenny. Yeah, shout out Jenny for sure. <laughs> because like I said, what a historical school, queen. Yes. Uh, in school, they never teach you about open... Like, no. I'd never heard the name until I read the book, right? No. Um, and it's a cool name. Yeah. Very cool name. Cool name. Good Oppie. Name. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome nickname. Love that. Love that. <laughs> um, and so, I kind of like... I had the context. I kind of knew what was going on. Um, when I came into the movie, I was expecting less of a profile on the man Oppenheimer and more of a movie about the atomic bomb, the making of it, and the effects thereof. Mm. And that was part of it, but it was only like a third of it or half of it, right? Like the main story I felt like was Oppenheimer on trial for whether or not he's a Soviet. Yeah. Like, you know, Red Scare, whatever. Yeah. And then a third of it was the Robert Downey Jr. trial. And then a third of it was like the making of the atomic bomb and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, right? Yeah. And I was expecting the whole movie to be about the atomic bomb. Um, I was hoping there was going to be a little more Japanese perspective. Yeah. Um... Kind of like in... Have you seen Midway? No. So Midway is about the Battle of Midway. And there's 
it gives you equal like Japanese perspective and American perspective. Okay. And 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 I was kind of expecting that, which it wasn't, right? Yeah. And I think that's kind of on me because it's literally named Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's literally like this is a movie about Oppenheimer. Yeah. Right. And I was like, I don't care about Oppenheimer after the bomb. I just want to know about the bomb. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I think that's part of it. Why it was kind of like, you know, because at the end I was like, this Robert Downey Jr. part is cool, but like, I don't. I, I didn't super care about his character. I didn't like. I wasn't super invested in that storyline. Okay. And like, because they complete the bomb like halfway through the movie, and they yeah. drop it right, and then the last half, like you said, is like the the political side of it and the morality, you know. And I was kind of expecting more to do with the actual bomb dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, now none of this like takes away from the movie because it was really good, really well done. Yeah. But I, in my eyes, I was just super let down because I was expecting like this really big like dark and like just like destructive movie that makes you just like feel you pit in your stomach like oh my gosh you know because our generation doesn't really understand no yeah what not at all. nuclear bombs do right yeah and i was hoping to get a little more perspective on that whereas it was more focused on uh oppenheimer and robert downey jr's character i still don't know his name yeah i, I forget too yeah um and, and, and I just, like, the last half of the movie, I was kind of, like, disengaged a little bit. And I think that's more to do with my expectations. If I saw it again, I'd probably like it more. Yeah. Um, and movie fatigue, you know, coming from Barbie. Yes. Yeah. That definitely played a part. Um, and we saw it late. But, like, I don't know. I just, I expected a little more focus on the bomb, on the impact of the bomb, on the Japanese perspective of the bomb. Yeah. Um, when I saw it was rated R, I was like, oh, my gosh, like the scenes in Japan are going to be nasty. Like, it's going to really hit home what this did. Yeah. And there was none of it. It was no. just because Florence, Florence Pugh's boobs were on the screen for, like, two minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, I don't know. It, like, it was a really good movie. I just I just didn't like it. It didn't meet my expectations. But I still think it was, like, a good movie. Gotcha. I, I, I still think it was, it was a good movie. It just didn't hit my expectations. Fair I just had to get that off my chest. I just had to... Um, yeah, I don't know. Thanks for listening, everyone. As I just kind of rant for six minutes about Oppenheimer. Well, hey, that's your movie pop culture bit. Let's get back to sports. Let's get let's let's put some beans on the toast. Wow. Let's let's get back to proper football. Proper football. Proper we, football. We can even do a shrimp on the barbie. Some proper footy, lads. Oh, shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, because we're going down to New Zealand. Oh, the Kiwis. The Kiwis and the Australian in the outback. I can't do those accents. Oh, mate. It's good, to, good, to, good to see you, mate. Good talk about uh, proper football, mate. Yeah. Proper football, yeah. yeah so you want to play some rugby later? Yeah. All right. That's for men. For men? Pro- proper football for men. Proper. Like in uh, Forever Strong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer's for sissies. Football's for nerds. Rugby's for men. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the women's national team. Yep. Uh, hugely disappointing. Probably the worst 3-0 win I've ever seen over Vietnam. Mm. We looked terrible. Alex Morgan had the worst penalty of all time. Mm. Literally kicked it at like two miles an hour straight to the goalkeeper. Um, We did win. (laughs) Yeah. But it didn't feel like a win, but we got those three points, which are more important than ever now because we just drew the Netherlands. Honestly, didn't deserve the draw. We got bullied in the first half. Second half, we came back, equalized. Um, we, We don't look good. I don't want to say I told you so, but I did predict that the U.S. women's national team was going to struggle because they left Ashley Hatch on. 
absolutely disgusting uh, performance by the U.S. Women's National Team. They need to do better. Um, question. Yeah. At this point, do we just have to go to war with the Netherlands because of what they've done to us in proper football? I, I think we should, yeah. but they're too nice. They wouldn't fight back. They are too nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if we just... You know, you know, never mind. Yeah, I, I don't have any issues with the Netherlands. I was, I was saying like, you suggest we could, like, domestic terrorism or something like yeah. burning the tulip fields. Yeah, I was gonna say drop a firebomb in the tulip fields. <laughs> but I actually really like tulips. The tulips are, are they're pretty. They're pretty flowers. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't want that. Um, no, I, no problems with the Dutch really. Just they beat us in soccer. Yeah, so frick them. <laughs> frick the Dutch. Uh, yeah, I don't like you said, Justin. They're really looking really bad. And like you said, Ashley Hatch. Left off the off the roster. Mm-hmm. Huge goal scorer in the NWSL this season, last season. Um, she's a striker. She knows how to put the ball in the back of the net. And every single thing that you read that's like a post match pre like a post match recap or a pre match preview, everything is talking about how the US doesn't have goal scoring ability. Like yep. we have so many problems. They need to improve their goal score. They need to have somebody dangerous in the box. Duh! Duh! You have one striker that's yeah. had a baby in the last year and is 35 years old. Yep. That's your only striker. Uh-huh. And in the Vietnam game, she left twice. Mm-hmm. She left the pitch twice due to injury. I... We not... were right, right? Like, we were... Ashley Hatch needs to be on this roster. Yes. Yes. How about Real Salt Lake, though? How are they doing? Um, So, they took a break. They were playing really, really well. Mm. Uh, still have, like, an eight-match unbeaten streak in the regular season. Oh, uh, but now we're doing like leagues cup. Mm. Um, I don't know what it is. Neither do I. Uh, we're playing. We lost to some weird team three nil. That oh. was like Monterey. Oh, weird logo. The, the Mexico team. Probably. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's probably. It. Um, so I don't care about the leagues cup because mm. one, we lost, and two, I don't know the teams that are in it, and three, mm. I don't understand what it is. Fair. I think it's like a mid-season tournament kind of thing, kind of like the Open Cup is. Okay. But we care about the Open Cup because we're in the semifinals, and we don't care about the League's Cup because we lost 3-0 the to some Mexican Open Cup is still team. happening. Yes. Hmm. They just took like a three-month break. It picks <laughs> back up in August. Interesting. I know. <laughs> mm, proper football, man. I, I don't understand it. But. Yeah. Uh, but playing really well, except now that we're in the League's Cup, I feel like we kind of don't care. No. Um, but as far as the regular season and Open Cup goes, we're still real Salt Lake. Fair enough. I don't know. It, that's, that's basically for proper football. And that's talking soccer without Dan. We miss you, Dan. Yeah, we miss you, Dan. Yeah, you're a proper football correspondent. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to American football. The real football. The real football. Rugby's for your nerds. Football's for men. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to give a quick UTFL update just because it's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, UTFL got sold. Oh. They, they The league owner sold it. Okay. And somebody on my team bought it. Okay. Uh, so, cool. What does uh, that mean? Uh, it means I got freaking snubbed from Defensive Player of the Year. They gave it to Ooh. they gave it to some dude who had two extra games to beat me in sacks and tackles for loss because they keep the postseason stats and the regular season stats conjoined instead of separating them. Boo. Anyway, anyway, Boo. anyway, and he's friends with the league. Has been on the same thing. No more favoritism for that fool because a guy that I'm friends with and on my team <laughs> owns the league now. How so the, I get the favoritism. How the turns table. <laughs> um, I don't know. That means absolutely nothing. Really. Okay. Uh, new management. <laughs> some dude that we had problems with. I think you remember, like we talked about, like the cancerous linebacker. Yes. On my team. Yep. Yeah. He posted this big long 
tirade saying, I'm not playing in this watered-down league anymore if this guy's the owner. All the, I don't know. It was, it was actually hilarious. And then everyone clowned him in the chat until he reported it as abuse. But because it's he reported it as abuse in the UTFL page, that report just went to the owner <laughs> that he was ranting against. So he didn't, they didn't do anything. <laughs> Hilarious. Anyway, yeah, that's the UTFL. Okay. Uh, interesting. When does the fall season start? August 28th, 26th, whatever that last 20, Saturday in 26th? August. 26th? Yes. Yeah. Okay. August 26th. Interesting. First game. Uh, I, I wonder if anything's going to change. It doesn't sound like much is going to change, but will there be, like, streams maybe? They streamed at one point. I don't know okay. if they're going to try to get back into it. Uh, the guy that bought the league, David, he's still trying to figure a lot of things out. Of course. The financials were a mess. Oh, I can't. They didn't imagine. renew the LLC. It was two guys that barely communicated that have had a, apparent, according to David, quote, the most disorganized Google Drive I've ever seen. It gave me a headache just looking at it. <laughs> uh, sounds great. Uh, yeah. Good luck to him. David is his name? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck to you, David. Uh, hopefully you can get that up and running. I don't know what to do there. Yes. Sick. <laughs> Um, <laughs> speaking of August 26th, though, uh-huh. there are only 29 days. 29 days, 16 hours, 37 minutes, and 25 seconds from right now until the very first game of college football that will be on that August 26th. Navy, Four Notre Dame. Saturdays. It feels like a long time to me, but I, Justin, you, you're trying to convince me. I, I'm starting to buy in a little bit. Let me tell you this. Okay. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Is August 1st. True. We will be within the month of August in when this episode drops. Four days. That's true. And that's that month has football. That's football month. You know this you are four days away from surviving your last month without college football. When you put it like that, it seems way shorter. Yeah. I'm gonna look at it like that. Four days until football month. Four days until football month. (laughs) Uh as far as BYU's game. How long until then? As of right now, when you are listening to this episode, 36 days. Okay. 36 days. We got five Saturdays, just one week after Notre Dame and Navy face off in Ireland. Home game for Notre Dame. Love to see that. <laughs> the Fighting Irish in Ireland. The Fighting Irish. And then the people will like go see it. They're like, oh, Fighting Irish. And then they're like, Freaking! These guys are from Illinois. Yeah, what Indiana? The, what? Dude, yeah, this dude's <laughs> from Ohio. What? This dude's from Ohio. I can't. I don't know the Irish accent. Uh, uh, Irish. Just uh, dude here, from Ohio. Here, hold on. I, I got you. Indian, actually. <laughs> Not close. Uh, here, just uh, keep talking. Keep uh, talking. Okay. Um, Ireland. Notre Dame. Irish. Okay. Now you are about to be speaking in an Irish accent. In three, two, one. Uh, Navy and Notre Dame are taking onto the football field. <laughs> so I guess that's technically Scotland. Uh, oh, same thing, right? Scotland, same thing. Ireland. Yeah. They're they're the same in my book. I they're don't the know the difference. Too. <laughs> uh, that that's fun. Um. Anyway, I think it's finally time to get to what we're here for, and it's our conference previews. Heck yeah, baby! And we have a twofer today. We have a twofer for the people. Um, we're out west. We're out west. We're in the Pack X that will soon be the Pack Nine. Oh, question pending. Uh, Pack X was aptly named. Yes. I think by you, Justin. You yeah. named it Pack X. Yep. I. Yep. Pack X. And it, and it X Twitter. Oh, oh, true. 
Um, it has been the only name that has stayed the same no matter what happens. You also have very wide eyes right now, so I'm wondering what is happening. As of 13 minutes ago from this moment, we have an official statement from the Pac-12 conference. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, breaking news. <laughs> statement from the Pac-12 conference. Quote. Okay. The Pac-12 is comprised of world-leading universities and athletic programs. World-leading universities first, of course. <laughs> who share a commitment to developing the next generation of leaders. Supporting student athletes, academics, and athletic excellence, and broad-based athletic success. We remain committed to our shared values and to continuing to invest in our student athletes. Today's decision by the University of Colorado has done nothing to disrupt that commitment. We are focused on concluding our media rights deal and securing our continued success and growth. Immediately following the conclusion of our media rights deal, we will embrace expansion opportunities and bring new fans Markets, excitement, and value to the Pac-12. <laughs> I like it. So basically, nothing to see here, everybody. We're the the deal is coming soon. It's coming. It's coming. I Boy, promise. Man. Uh, I'm disappointed. No consummation. And oh, no consummation. They're not consummating the new deal. <laughs> Forgot about that. Dang it. Um, that is the biggest. Like, there's no problem here. Like, don't look over here. Nothing's happening. We're good. <laughs> the funniest thing is, this literally just got retweeted. And sorry if you can't see this because, you know, this is a podcast. Not a, but literally, like, a couple days ago, Pac-12 posted pictures of Colorado that said, ready to be unleashed. <laughs> unleashed from what? <laughs> unleashed from what? They were probably doing that with, like, their uh, Pac-12 media days kind of thing. And then it just... <laughs> perfect. Yep. Um... I also, I have a, uh, another statement from the Pac-12 conference uh-huh. that I'd like to read. Yes, please. This one comes from the verified account, No Context College Football. So it's a oh, verified yeah. source. Verified yeah, ver- source. Verified, verified, yep. This must be an addendum to the one that you just read. Yes, of course, of course. It says, please do not text, do not call, just send help. <laughs> please. We just need help. <laughs> that is very apt. There's yep. good, good reporting. Great reporting. Yeah. By No Context College Football. Good yep. on them. Mm-hmm. Good, good on them. Great on them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the Pac-X. Yeah, Pac-X is a shambles. Yeah. Uh, this is hilarious. They've been saying, Media Rise deal's coming. It's coming. Mm. They've been hanging out like a, a carrot over the dog's nose or something. Ooh, like that uh, State Farm commercial. Ooh, you almost had it. You almost had it. That'd be quicker than that. <laughs> now, instead of $1, there's $2. Ooh. Oh, expansion. Almost there. Oh, we're almost there. We're getting there. <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. I can't wait for... I, it's... Stupid. Um, Stupid. Yeah. Uh, okay. Back to what we were talking. I don't even remember what we were talking about. That was hilarious. Uh, the Pack X. Oh yeah, the Pack X. Yeah. Uh, should we start there? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, the Pack X. We are going to do our conference preview, win totals, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of things, and then we'll do the Mountain West a little bit later. Sure. Um, so the outlook of this conference, it's got 12 teams right now, mm. soon to be nine. Mm. Um, the last year of USC and UCLA. <laughs> And Colorado. Colorado. Nine conference games with completely random scheduling. Nice. There is no model. No. Uh, it's just whoever they decide you're playing. Yep. Um, and Utah is the reigning back-to-back champs. Mm-hmm. Heisman winner came from the Pac-12 last year. And Caleb Williams from USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with our biggest questions, biggest storylines, and then let's get into the teams. What's kind of the story you're watching here? The story is this. USC was... Utah away from making the CFP last year. True. 
can they do it this year? They have, um, you know, that Lincoln Riley as a, as a coach. They have Caleb Williams. Can he back-to-back Heisman? Is he good enough to do it? Has he healed enough from his injury to take mm. his team and win in the gauntlet of a schedule they have and take them to the College Bowl playoff? I think that's one of the me- the mega storylines. Meanwhile, you have Michael Penix, sorry, Penix Jr., <laughs> Penix <you>. Jr. Up, <laughs> up north at Washington that's trying to do the same thing. And you have Bo Nix at Oregon who's trying to take... This is the first year in a long time that we have seen really good quarterback play in the we- on the West Coast. Yeah. So, ton of fun to see that. That's the biggest storyline, I think, is that the Pac-X might actually be fun to watch this year. I was. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, this is the year of the Pac-12, which is hilarious because... Pac-X. Pac-X, Pac-X, Pac-X. Um, because all the good teams are going to be leaving. Yeah. Colorado, going to win the conference, obviously. Deion yeah. Sanders. Duh. Um, but, yeah, it... I think the biggest story is that it is going to be fun. You have a very top-heavy conference, mm-hmm. um, but you have a good middle tier as well. Like, I think it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, let's get into the win totals then. Let's do it. Uh, should we go alphabetical as usual? Let's do it, yeah. Yeah, I think we're good there. Uh, let's kick things off with Arizona. Their mm-hmm. win total is currently at 5 at Caesars Sportsbook. Yeah. Down from 5.5, so that changes things. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, the non-Kong includes NAU. At Mississippi State, UTEP at home, and then they go to Stanford, Washington, at USC, at Wazoo, bye week, Oregon State, UCLA, at Colorado, Utah, Arizona State. Um, what are you thinking here? Five wins, went five and seven last year, really competitive, but not great. What are we thinking? Do they improve? I think they do. I believe in Jed Fish. I'm going over. Um, I think this is probably a push, but I'm leaning push to over. Mm-hmm. I think they can beat NAU, they can beat UTEP, they can beat Stanford, and then they can win a dumb game in the Pack Pack X. So that's stuff that happens. You can always account for a dumb win if you're a bottom team. At Colorado, probably win. At Arizona State, probably win. I think they get the six wins. I think they're going bowling under Jed Fish for the first time. Okay, uh, that's interesting. See, I'm I'm on the under here. I don't think the over is out of the question. Yeah. I, I I think we can both agree five and seven is pretty probable. Yeah. Um, see, here's where my wins are: NAU, UTEP, Stanford, obviously, mm-hmm. and then I have one at Wazoo and at Colorado. I think they have chances to upset Oregon State or UCLA at home. They could knock off Arizona State to end the season, but I don't see them getting two of those. I. I don't know. I gave them Wazoo as kind of a toss-up win, kind of that weird win that you get, right? Yeah. They might get one more. I just I have a feeling that four wins is a little more likely um, than six wins. Mm. I I don't know. I, I it'll be interesting to see how it goes because they could be really competitive and win a couple of games late. But I, I don't know. I'm just I'm slightly leaning under there. All right. Fair enough. Next up on the docket, we got Arizona State. Their non-con includes Southern Utah University, Oklahoma State at home, and Fresno State at home. Oh. They then play USC, travel to Cal, play Colorado. After a bye, they travel to Washington, play Wazoo at home, at Utah, at UCLA, versus Oregon, and versus Arizona. That's interesting. Win total of four and a half. Over or under? As much as I love Arizona State, wife... The in-laws are all Arizona State fans. The only bone I'm going to throw them is that they beat Arizona at the end of the season. Mm. Other than that, I only see three. I mean, you're going to beat Colorado. You can beat Cal. Maybe um, 
Fresno State, SUU. There's no way they get to five, though. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see five. I think four is probably the max here I'm going under. I don't see it either. You got Dillingham, who, you know, is, is a very good coach. You know, yeah. did a very good job with the Oregon's offense, did a really good job with Bo Nix. You know, you got your, you know, the son of the program coming home. Yep. Going to be a lot of fun, but I think he needs a couple years to recruit, needs to build his program because Arizona State with Herm Edwards was left with nothing. Yes. Nothing. <laughs> I don't think they even get to four wins. I'm going under. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot to hope for in the future, but not this year. Yep. Uh, let's move ahead to Cal. This is going to be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Win total of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Non-con includes at North Texas. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a weird game. Um, Fun game. Yep. Auburn at home and then Idaho at home. Um, obviously, they're not going to the Kibbe Dome, although that would be awesome. They should. Um, and then things start out pretty hard. They go to Washington. Arizona State at home. That one you can win. Uh, Oregon State at home at Utah. By week. USC at home at Oregon, and then you finish off with Wazoo at Stanford at UCLA. Win total of five. What are we thinking, Justin? I think we have a little bit different of opinions on this one. Cal got screwed in the scheduling. Mm. They get Utah, Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC. <laughs> they get all of them. All the they best. get literally the top five teams in the conference. They got absolutely screwed. There is no way they get the five wins. I think they get to two wins. Because I think they lose, to, they lose to North Texas. Their only wins might be versus Idaho and Stanford. I think Cal's going to suck. Give me the under prolifically. Uh, there, there's no way they go bowling. No, no. See, I'm here to say they will go bowling. What? <laughs> Jared, no. I know, I know. It's really bad, but I ran the numbers. No. Numbers never lie, They're gonna ever. they two wins better than last year. <laughs> yes, they were 4-8 last year, 2-7 in the Pac-12. I think they can win at North Texas. I think that's going to be a hard game. I think it's going to be a very close game. It will be a very exciting game. That's a week one game you won't want to miss. But I think they can win. I think they're sneakily better than people think. Mm. They have a TCU transfer named Sam Jackson the fifth starting quarterback. The fifth? Yeah. So, obviously, like, the great-great-grandson of Samuel L. Jackson. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Stetson Bennett not a fifth? <gasps> Stetson Bennett was a fifth. I think. Mm. Or a fourth? Fifth? Fourth? I think it was fifth. Let me see. I, or was it fourth? But he was also a, uh, a, a a son of a son of a son of a son or something. Uh, but anyway, he's starting at quarterback. They do have their top wide receiver and running back last year um, coming back. Their O line. He was the fourth. Stetson Bennett was the fourth. The five was in there though. Yeah. It was the IV. Um, and then their defense sneaky, like kind of good. They have a great secondary, more experience on the D line. They were top five in the Pac-12 last year. I don't know. For some reason, I'm kind of high. I think they're going to beat North Texas. I think they're going to beat Auburn at home. Mm. That home field advantage they have, you know, after the kids are done with their homework. Um, They beat Idaho. And then the other three wins, I think they can beat Stanford, obviously. I think they can beat Arizona State at home. And I think they can beat Washington State. I think five is probably the most likely, but I'm going to take the over. I think they might go bowling this year. If Hugh Freeze loses at Cal in his first year, you need to fire him on the spot. <laughs> they just they have the same guys that fired Herm Edwards on the field just yeah. go down and they're like, hey, we're from Arizona State, but we're firing you yeah. at Cal on the on the field. Let's see. Next up, we got Colorado, who has a win total of three and a half. Mm. They start off the year at TCU, then play Nebraska and Colorado State. Ugh. Entering conference play, they start off with at Oregon. 
USC at home at Arizona State and Stanford. After a week rest, they go at UCLA versus Oregon State versus Arizona at Wazoo and at Utah. Three and a half wins. You going over or under? Um, they will say sayonara. Sayonara? Sayonara. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Pac-12 in amazing fashion. Mm-hmm. It will be awesome yeah? to watch. They will win one game. And it will be the Stanford game in week seven. Uh, Sick. They may beat Colorado State because they get them at home. Yeah. The Ralphie run just gives them that extra bump, you know, sure. yeah, block no, a PAT no. to win like seven to six or something. <laughs> um, I am not – I have zero faith in Deion Sanders. Mm. Not only does he only have like eight toes or something now, but <laughs> they – 50 transfers in. That's a lot, right? That's ridiculous. They had 70 of their 83 scholarship players transfer out. That's not even counting the other transfers that I'm sure they had transfer out. No experience at literally any position. Nope, not at the FBS level. Not at the FBS level. And let's be honest, Jackson State wasn't that good in the HBCU League. Nope. They won a lot of games because they had P5 players uh, across the board, right? They had decent recruits. And they were just be out talenting everybody. Yeah. The Celebration Bowl where they played like South Carolina State or whatever. Yeah, and they got freaking dog walked. They got dog. It wasn't even close. No. And it was so. Their only plan was like, all right, Travis Hunter, when you can get out there, we'll throw it deep to you. If not, Shadur, scramble, get whatever you can, and we'll punt the ball. Yep. That's exactly what it's gonna be in the back X. Uh, yeah, I am so low on this team. I think it's gonna be hilarious to watch Dion. I have zero faith in his coaching ability. I think it's going to be hilarious. There's no way. Take this, clip it. There is no way Colorado gets four wins. Are you with me? I've got four words. Oh! Give me that under. Let's go. Actually, that, that played out a lot better than I thought it would. <laughs> Give me that under. Uh, Colorado's going to suck. Maybe they get the three wins. There's no way they get the five. Colorado, you suck doo-doo. There's... Th- where the like their non-con is at TCU in Nebraska. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, maybe like they get that win at Nebraska or Nebraska at home. Nebraska is just a dumb team. Dumb team. They're a Big Ten team, but you know they got Matt Rule. Maybe they're better now. Maybe they're not as dumb as they were under Scott Frost. Because under Scott Frost, they were dumb, 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 well, dumb. Let me. Matt Rule said cinnamon rolls and chili are good together. Huh? So does that change your huh? opinion on whether they'll be smarter? What? Yeah. Nebraska's going 0-12. What? <laughs> what is this? A freaking trunk or treat potluck? I don't... What? Right? Why, why do they always ask us to bring chili to trunk or treat? Anyway. I don't know. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Colorado, they're going to suck. Uh, there's no way they get the four wins. There's no way they get the three wins. Probably two. I don't know. Maybe three. But not four. Going under. Under, 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 under. Under. Uh, let's move ahead to a team that is slightly better. Um, slightly higher win total. Yeah. Um, only six wins higher. Oregon. Oh. Nine and a half. This is where all that QB play that Justin was talking about, this is where it starts. Bo Nix. Good? Mm-hmm. Good? Maybe looking good because Pac-12 defenses aren't as good as the SEC defenses? Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody. Don't I, tell didn't, anybody. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Nine and a half. Mm. Here, Portland State. Texas Tech, Hawaii. They go to Texas Tech. That'll be tough. Yeah. Very fun game to watch. I think Texas Tech's going to be pretty good this year. Um, conference slate, Colorado at Stanford, bye. Easy peasy. Mm, yep. Coming off of the bye, 
at Washington, Ooh. who's also coming off of a bye, correct? Mm, yes, correct. So that is going to be a banger. And then you get Wazoo at Utah. That's tough. Um, Cal at USC, or no, USC Cal, at USC at home, at Arizona State, and then the Civil War on Friday night. Um, what are you thinking? 9.5 is really high, Justin. I guess we're only counting losses here. 9.5 is really high, but um, I don't know. Um, I'm not as high on Texas Tech as a lot of people are this year. I think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be great. Um, I think they get out of their non-con 3-0, get to the bye 5-0. The only losses I can possibly see on this schedule are maybe at Washington, okay. at Utah, and USC. The big three. The question is, at that point in time, if I'm assuming they're going undefeated in all their other games, can they go 1-2 and two in that stretch? I think they can probably beat USC. Going to, As much as I don't like to admit this as a BYU fan and as a Utah hater, after the month of September... Going into Salt Lake is a death wish. Yep. There, nobody comes out of Salt Lake victorious past September. I mean, it happened to USC, right? Happened to USC. On a freaking roll, goes into Salt Lake in late October. Dead. Yeah. No, it's not happening. So can they go one and two? I say yes. Give me the over 10 wins. See, Justin, I think I think you might have convinced me. I had, I had the under penciled in because they lose a lot of... Uh, Four all-conference O-linemen, the defense, they lost Noah Sewell. They lost mm. a lot of good guys on defense. And they go to Texas Tech, to Washington, to Utah, plus a home game versus USC. Are they good enough to split those four? I was leaning no. Mm. However, your reasoning has slightly convinced me. I think they can get one. I think they can maybe get two. And also, I want Oregon to be good because of the jerseys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm going to change it. I'm going over with you. Let's go. Let's go Duckies. Let's right? go Duckies. And, and let's be honest. We really want them to be on a roll when they come to the pack or when they come to the Big 12 next yep. year. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of got to get that momentum rolling now. Yes or no? Okay, never mind. I'm going to ask this question later. No, okay, okay. Yeah. Moving on, <laughs> let's move to Corvallis where we have Oregon State, the Beeves who we've already raved about on this yes. podcast already. They start out at San Jose State. They get UC Davis, the Aggies at home, <laughs> then San Diego State. In Pac-12 play, they go to Wazoo, play Utah at home, at Cal, UCLA at home. Nice little split there. Yeah. After a bye, they go to Arizona, to Colorado, Stanford at home, Washington at home, and finish off at Oregon in the Civil War. Mm. With a win total of 8.5, do you see yourself going over or under? 8.5 is a great number. I'll say that. It is. Um, I don't think they're going to be amazing. I think they'll be greatly improved. I think they're probably about as good as last year. Like, a, a really good, like, an upper echelon. Definitely not Tier 1, P5. But, like, yeah. a middle-of-the-pack Tier 2, you know, top 25 team. Yeah. Um, I just don't see a lot of losses on here. I just, I'm having trouble finding losses. I mean, at San Jose State, UC Davis, San Diego State, I don't think they'll have any trouble with that. I mean, I have the Utah game penciled in as a loss. I think they have a chance in that one, but they'll probably lose. It is September still, September 29th. True. So they do get that edge versus Utah. True. Utah sucks in September. Yep. And it's at home in their brand new stadium. The mm. first like big game they'll have at home. See, like I'm that, that's a toss up for me. I think UCLA at home. I don't know if UCLA is going to be that good. That's a toss up for me. And then I think you definitely are going to lose to Oregon and Washington to end the season. Yeah. But, but like the away games at Colorado, at Arizona, at Cal, at Wazoo, 
those are four of the bottom five or six teams. Like, I just think they have a really easy schedule. So I'm going to go over here. Mm. I, I think they can pull an upset or two. And I, th- I, I think nine wins is on the table for these guys. I don't know if they'll be like as good as other nine win teams, right? Like sure. Penn State or, you know, or a team like that. I don't think they'll be that good. But just with the schedule they're given, I, I can see nine. See, I'm going under just I, – I think they'll get to eight. I'm just slightly under. Maybe the over will hit. I'm not super confident in this one. But, you know, Utah's a hard game, though it is in September, so I might actually give them that W. <laughs> UCLA, are they going to be good? Are they not without a Dorian Thompson-Robinson? I don't know. But I don't think they get to nine wins. I think they regress just slightly this year. Eight wins is what I'm seeing. Uh, I would not be surprised at all. I'm, I'm with you. I think – it's very close, not very confident, but we have the split over and under. I guess we're going to see who has more Cheez-Its at the end. Mm. Uh, let's move ahead to yuck. Mm. Um, the farm, Stanford, two mm. and a half wins, down from three, so you know where the money's headed. <laughs> uh, Non-con at Hawaii, Sacramento State, plus you finished with Notre Dame for some reason. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, cool. Nerd Bowl. <laughs> the Nerd Bowl. Uh, you go to USC, Arizona, Oregon at home. Bye. At Colorado, you doesn't even matter. Are they going to get three wins? I say no. I'm very heavily on the under here. I I don't know. Justin, <laughs> he's got the villain laugh. I say yes. Oh no. Three wins, Stanford. Okay, they're going to win versus Hawaii. I think. I Absolutely. Think, I think. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they will beat Sacramento State. Though they are a good program. <laughs> then all they have to do. Is get one dumb pack X after dark win. It's true. It happens every year. It will happen again this year. Will it be in the pack X? I don't even know. Maybe they'll go to like two and one, lose nine games straight, and then beat Notre Dame at home to close off the year and get uh, their coach fired. <laughs> I don't know. But three wins is gonna happen. Okay. I guarantee it. Hey, they were horrific last year, and they won a game in the Pac-12. Yep. 15 to 14, if you can imagine that. I guarantee it. Okay. Uh, that will be a storyline to watch. Does Stanford win a Pac-12 game this year? Uh, they have their new head coach. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else to say about Stanford. Nope. All right. Uh, let's move along. We were talking about this earlier. UCLA, eight and a half wins up from eight, which hmm. is interesting. It changes uh, a little bit of how I feel about this team, how I feel about this pick. Um, they lose DTR, they lost Charbonnet, the running back. Both of those guys, they kind of carried the team last year. Yeah, they, they were did. really, really they good. Um, they have a new director of leadership, mm. Ken Niumatorolo. I also heard that he is going to be a run game coordinator. Don't know how true Western that is. Mark, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're a solid middle of the pack here. They coast Carolina at San Diego State, which is basically just like, what, an hour drive, two hour drive? Yeah. Um, pretty close. And then NC Central in the non-con. And then they go to Utah in September. Then a bye week. Coming back, you got Wazoo at the Beavs, at Stanford, Colorado, at Zona, Arizona State at home, at USC, and then Cal to end the season. Eight and a half, how you feeling? I got to go under. Uh, if it would have been at eight, I would have called it a push. I think they're going to regress a little bit this year. You can't lose DTR and your star running back. And expect to have the same record. I think they'll get at least one loss worse, which puts them at eight wins, which is going for the under. I am 100% with you, but I'm picking the over, so I'm not 100% with you. (laughs) Um, And I think this is more a reflection of their pansy schedule. 
Okay. They Coastal Carolina at San Diego State, NC Central. I think those will all be wins. Okay. Um, and then the losses that I see at USC loss, at Oregon State loss, at Utah loss. I don't, I don't think I see another loss on here. Like, they, they just. I mean, Wazoo, Stanford, Colorado, Arizona. They got all of the bottom feeders. Yeah, they dodge Washington and Oregon. Right, like, and no one. Does, that's super easy. So I think it's more of a reflection of their easy schedule more than how good I think their team will be. I don't think they'll be as good as last year, but I think they will go nine and three again. Fair enough. Travel five minutes across the exact same city. <laughs> Actually, forty-five minutes in that LA traffic. True. And you've got the <laughs> University of Southern California, the contraceptives, the Trojans. <laughs> they have a win total set at ten. Their non-con includes San Jose State. And week zero, week zero playing. Hey, let's go. They get Nevada at home, and they also play against Notre Dame in week seven, traveling to the Fighting Irish. Interesting. In conference play, they get Stanford to open it up. Then they get a bye at Arizona State, at Colorado, Arizona. After that three-week pansy stretch, (laughs) they play Utah at home, at Cal, Washington, at Oregon, UCLA in November to close it out. That's a brutal last half of the schedule. Yes, it is. But like you said, that first half is Charmin soft, yep. to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have the weird Week 13 bye where yeah. they don't play in Rabbit Week. That's kind of weird. Yeah, kind of odd. Very odd. Um, I would have loved to have a bye in the middle of that Notre Dame, Utah, Cal, Washington, Oregon, UCLA stretch. I mean, <laughs> if you, but you have to give UCLA the opportunity to play Cal. You have Obviously. To. On rivalry. You have Obviously. To. You have <laughs> Um, I mean, they're obviously, they're going to start 7-0, 6-0, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy, not even a sweat. Now, will they lose three games, right? That's that's the question. I don't think so. I don't think they lose three. I think they're going to lose one or two, so at the very least, you have that push insurance. Um, they get Utah and Washington both at home. Yep. That's huge. Yep. Both of those, like, and I don't think USC's home field advantage is that great. No, not at all. But the fact that you don't have the opposing team with the home field advantage, that's yep. what really does it for mm-hmm. me. I think two wins max. I'm definitely going over here uh, with that push insurance. I'm also going over. I don't know if they get to 11 wins, but I think it's possible. I honestly really like Caleb Williams as a quarterback. I think he's very electric, really fun to watch. His nail thing is funny because it pisses reporters off so much, even though he's literally just painting his nails. That's hilarious. Uh, I don't think Notre Dame is going to be great this year. They get Utah and Washington at home, like you're saying. Can they at least go 1-1 one one in that stretch? I think so. 11 wins is on the table. Give me the over. And I think we can both agree 11 wins is way more probable than 9, yeah. right? Way more probable. Um, their defense is also going to be much improved. They yeah. have guys that you can actually name yeah. on their defense. Yeah, they do. Bear Alexander, to name one. But, yeah. Uh, let's move ahead to Utah. Mm. Another one of those top four teams. Utah. Screw yeah. Eight and a half win total. Mm. Um, Justin? Yeah. What are you thinking? Eight and a half wins. Uh, Non-con's pretty tough. Yeah, you start off with Florida at home and at Baylor. Florida Ooh. is not crazy formidable, but you know they're still Florida. They, they'll they'll Florida. put up a fight. They'll put up a fight. They beat you last year. Exactly. They beat you last year. Um, I'm gonna go with the under on this one. I think they only win eight games this year. They did not do themselves any favors scheduling Florida and at Baylor to mm-hmm. open up the season. They could theoretically start this year off zero and two because historically. For whatever reason, Whittingham teams are unstoppable at the end of the year, but in September, they just 
stink like doo-doo poo-poo. Yep. So I think they get the eight wins. Give me the under. They will not be a three-peat Pac-12 champ. Pac-X champ. Uh, I 100% agree. And here's my reasoning. I don't care if I'm throwing away a unit of Cheez-Its. You will never see me pick anything good for Utah. Never, ever. Never. I There will... There has yet to come a day where I will pick Utah and want them to win. Mm. Um, so I don't see a single win on this schedule. Um, Florida L, Baylor L, mm. Weber State, great FCS program yep. L, mm. uh, UCLA, Oregon State L L. Mm. I mean, there's no wins on the schedule. No. The most winnable game is Colorado at the end. But now that they have the Big Twelve mm. momentum going, obviously they'll beat them there. Um, even if I did real picks, though, I would still pick the under. So I am heavily on the under here. I don't care what's happening. The one thing for me is, I guess we'll get to this later, because Cam Rising's back, but only like seven months, nine months from his injury where he tore his ACL. Yeah. So that will be super, super fast if he's ready to go. Right. Yeah. Um, they could start one and four. Mm. UCLA, Oregon State, not the way you want to open up after Florida and Baylor. <laughs> um. But their defense is going to be pretty good. I'll get to their tight end, Keithy, later because uh, I have some thoughts on him and how he'll affect their, their team this year. But let's move ahead to Washington. Nine and a half again. Mm. Very good. They, they're they the last of like the big four, right? Oregon, USC, Utah, Washington. Interestingly, all those four teams play each other. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, nine and a half, though. That's really high. Boise State, Tulsa, at Michigan State in the non-con. That's great. I love that scheduling format. For yeah, me. that's awesome. Uh, then Cal at Arizona, a couple winnable games. Then you get the bye week. Oregon game at home this year. They won in Autzen. Um Now, uh, after that, you get Arizona State at home. Go to Stanford, to USC, Utah at home. Again, don't want to play Utah and Rice Eccles late in the year. At Washington State. And then the Apple Cup at home. Justin, 9.5, what you taking? I'm going to go with the under on this one. Uh, I think Michael Penix is a very good quarterback, but I do think he's kind of sporadic. I think he's kind of like DTR true. in that way. Yeah. Where he will win you a game or he will lose you a game. He's not going to win you true. every game. He's not like 100% on his game all of the time. Nine wins is still a very respectable like total for Washington given their schedule, but I don't think they do themselves any favors opening up with Boise State, who's always frisky. Very always wanting to win, always wanting to prove something, especially with conference realignment coming up. They want to prove something. Exactly. Oregon and at USC, I think, are also losses this year. I think nine wins is the most likely scenario. Give me the under. All right. Um, see, again, my Pac-12 picks are all over the place. Yeah. Mountain West ones will be too. I'm riding with Washington this year. Mm. I don't know. I'm like so on board with Washington. I don't know what it is. I think they're going to be really good. I love that they get Utah and Oregon both at home. I love that they get Oregon off of a bye, even though I'm penciling that in as a loss. Michigan State, I think, is bad. Boise State is going to be really frisky. I think that's going to be their hardest game for a while yeah. until the Oregon game, um, especially early in the season. Like you said, Boise State's got something to prove. Um, Michael Penis is awesome. Or Penix, excuse me. Penis. Um, their top running back, Wallapapa, was really, really good last year, but he's gone. But they did get a couple of really experienced guys in the transfer portal. Do you remember Daniel Ngata from Arizona State? I Ran do. all over BYU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's here. Unfortunately, I do. Um, defense will be pretty similar to last year. The defense fell off kind of at the end of the season, but because of injury. Yeah. So if they can stay healthy this year, I I think these guys are going to be formidable. I'm going with the over. We'll get to our championship picks later, but eyeball emoji from Jared on Washington. Ooh, eyeball emoji. Next up, we got Washington State. We got Wazoo, the Cougies. 
The Cougars, the fake Cougars. The fake Cougars. Who, in their non-con, travel to Colorado State to open things up, then play Wisconsin and Northern Colorado at home. Shout Ooh. out Ed Lamb. Oh, true. I <laughs> Northern forgot. Colorado. UNC, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> then we get Oregon State. After Oregon State, they have a bye. And blah, 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 they get a bye. After the bye, they travel to Los Angeles to play the Bruins. They play Arizona at Oregon at Arizona State. Stanford at home at Cal. They get both the nerds back-to-back. <laughs> Colorado at home and the finishing off the year at Washington in the Apple Cup. Six wins is the total. Not six and a half, not five and a half. You get an even six with the push. Are you going over or under? See, I don't know. Like, this Washington State team, it's just one of those teams that... I mean, last year, I picked them to go over, and they did. But they weren't as good as I was expecting them to be. Yeah. This year, I expect them to be better. I expect them to be good. And so I don't Ooh. think they're going to be good. But the win to, it's six. It moved down from 6.5, which gives me that push insurance. I'm going over here. I think they lose to Wisconsin. I'm high on Wisconsin this year, though. So they could definitely win that one. Um Oregon State, I think they lose. UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. But that's that's just five. I think seven is way more likely than five wins. Yeah. So I'm going over. Fair enough. I'm also going over on this team. Um, I think they're going to be pretty good, actually. And I think they have a schedule that kind of favors them in some ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think eight wins is possible. I think I'm very comfortably on this over. Are they going to be the best team in the Pac-12, Pac-X? No. Are they going to be a worse team? No. I think that they will actually do pretty well in Pack X play. Give me the over at eight wins. I like that. Justin's very heavily on it. That made me feel a lot more comfortable about my pick, mm-hmm. <laughs> about the over. Um, but that's the last team uh, in the Pack X, so let's get into a couple of uh, other big things. Um, I, for me, the games that really stand out to me are is the fact that USC, Washington, Oregon, and um, Utah all play each other. That's awesome. Yep. I love that. Um, but also that Oregon at Texas Tech game kind of has my eye as like one of those really good non-con games yeah. uh, to watch out for. Man, this is going to be a really weird year. I've already mentioned this. Um, Cal at North Texas. <laughs> that is going to be one of my most intriguing games to watch. <laughs> I, will, I will have that up on a television somewhere. Oh, definitely. Cal at North Texas is going to be an absolute dumpster fire of a game. And it's at North Texas, so it'll actually be on TV. It'll be at... Yeah, exactly. It won't <laughs> be on the freaking Pac-X network or some bullcrap. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, honestly, that's that's my game to watch. I like that. That's I, my game to watch. That's a week one game. Week one usually has like a bunch of pansies and then a couple of big headliner games. This is the one that's going to fly under the radar. You're going to be like, Cal at North Texas. Wait, Cal at North Texas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that one could surprise people. You know what this is? This is like, there's a fight going on at school. You're like, oh, is it the jock? Ooh, is it like some, like, you know, people representing their block or something? No, it's the freaking Dungeons and Dragons kid going at it versus the League of Legends kid. Like, and it's, they're both, like, super acne all over the face, bowl cuts that are greasy. They both got glasses. Taped glasses. They, yep. There's n- No one knows what's going on in this fight, <laughs> but man, they're going at it. And it's hilarious <laughs> to watch. It's going to be hilarious. I mean, there's always the cop-out answer. This year, you're going to have four good teams. Yeah. In the pack. Utah, Oregon, Washington, and some other school that feels like it's going to show up. <laughs> That's how it always goes. There's always some other random school. That's true. Matchups between them will be the games to watch. 
Um, one of the big names to know for me, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, is Utah's tight end, Brant Keithy. He was their leading tight end before he got injured early in the year, and then Don Kincaid stepped up and exploded and was a classic Utah tight end, right? And the Pac-12 defense mm-hmm. has never seen a tight end before, so they don't know how to tackle him, they don't know how to cover him, um, and he goes to the NFL. I think Brant Keithy could be that again. If he is healthy and at full strength, I don't think the Pac-12 is going to be able to cover him. Yeah. It's it's not that yeah. it's not that they shouldn't be able to right. It's not he's that good, but the Pac-12 they can't cover tight ends to save their butts. No, if USC would have allowed you know ten receptions instead of fifteen to Kincaid, they would have beaten Utah. Oh yeah. Um, but if he's not healthy, or if the Pac-12 defenses finally are like, oh my gosh, he's actually eligible to receive a pass. What? What? Huh? Then I think Utah is gonna underperform a lot. I think it kind of rides on him because. He's their big playmaker outside of Cam Rising, who we don't really know is going to be, you know, injured or not. So yeah. I don't know. I think that's just kind of a storyline, a name to know, something to follow, right there. Something to follow for me is, and you guys all know this name. This isn't like a crazy pick or anything, but Michael Penix, Penix, Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> Slip the tongue. He will do one of two things this year: win the Heisman Trophy or absolutely implode Washington, <laughs> and they go like six and six. Uh, my Cheez-Its are betting on it's the Heisman. <laughs> One of those two things will happen, and it's going to be hilariously fun to watch. If you haven't watched Michael Penix play, he is incredibly fun to watch. Very fun. Dynamic, scrambling around, making off-platform throws across his body. It's a lot like watching Zach Wilson in 2020. He's a lot of fun to watch. He is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he's like Zach Wilson if Zach Wilson was 50 pounds heavier and could yep. run faster, right? Yep. Like, mm-hmm. so exciting. Yeah. Um, let's make a couple of bold predictions and then pick some title games and winners. Yep. My bold prediction is that the Pac-12 is going to make the playoff for the first time in seven years. Oh! I think a Pac-12 team going to make the playoff this year. I know that's very bold. I It's probably, like, not going to happen because you have those four really good teams that probably cannibalize each other. Yeah. And they have, like, four teams in the top 15 and none in the top four. Uh, but I think I think one of them is going to make it. I, I think it's going to happen. I think this is year. By the end of this year, Deion Sanders will have lost another toe. <laughs> that is my bold prediction. No, I'm kidding. My bold, my bold prediction is that... Um, man, I, I was going to say something, but I don't want to say that. That's, that's a little too bold for me. So i got to scale you it You can back. be bold. I'm giving you free liberty. This will not be held against you no, whatsoever. My, my bold prediction is still the, the Stanford over. Stanford <laughs> over, baby. Three wins. They're going to do it. That is very bold. That is very bold. Three wins. Um, let's go top conference title game. Uh, who do you have in your title game? It's just the top two teams based on winning percentage, and then Utah if there's some sort of technicality. Yep. Um, so who do you have in your title game? This would be the single most fun game if the top team, barring BYU making the Big 12 championship. Okay. I think of all of the championships out there, the one, maybe it's because I was born on the West Coast, but the one that would be the most fun to watch, given any combination of teams, Oregon versus USC. That would be so fun to watch. The uniform matchup would be insane. It would True. be West Coast football back at its prime. I would absolutely love that. That's what I want to see in my title game. That's beautiful. Uh, who would win? Who would you take in that one? <laughs> the big sigh. I USC is a safe bet. I'm going to do USC just because I'm Southern California born and raised. But I'm not confident in that. Okay. Not not confident. 
but kind of giving them the edge it's, there. It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be the classic Lincoln Riley, right? He has a quarterback that's generational, phenomenal, that carries him to the playoff only to lose by seven touchdowns in the first round of the playoff. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I can definitely see that coming. Uh, for me, I also have USC in there. Mm. I think they're going to be much improved from last year, which is saying a lot, um, mostly on the defensive side. And I think Washington is going to be in there. Like I said, I'm riding with Washington. I think they beat USC. I think Washington is the team that makes the playoff this year. I am very high on Washington. Mark my words. They're going to win the Pac-12. They're going to go to the playoff. There's no way this goes wrong. There's no way. So you're telling me we're getting a revival of 2016? Yes. Mm-hmm. The last Pac-12 team to make the playoff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, For me, that's what it is. Now, I understand there's a lot that has to happen. <laughs> Uh, for that to to go right, and Washington is probably going to let me down in the most hilarious way possible. As is customary with the Pac-X. Uh, exactly right. You choose somebody, and then they suck, and the Pac-12 cannibalizes itself. So I don't I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't good or end up at like nine and three or something. Yeah. But for me, that's it. That's 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 my pick. Is is Washington? Hey, if that's your pick, stick with it. I'm sticking with it. Stick with it. Uh, talking of sticking with it, mm. shall we stick in the West? Oh. Is that an okay transition? I was going to say sticking with the win totals. Oh. Stick in the West? Sure. Okay. Sure. I, same vein-ish? Yeah. I mean, needle stick, same vein. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shooting up. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't thinking of drugs, but... Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, that Also, yeah, you, you can I mean, do those with noodle, needles. I, I mean, I guess they don't have to be narcotics. They could no. be... Blood thinners? Mm, yes. Medicinal purposes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Um, to the Mountain West, as you could tell from our transition there, um, they currently have 12 teams, no divisions. Oh, gosh. Uh, will they have more or less in the future? I do not know. I um, freaking hate the Mountain West. <laughs> Uh, eight conference games. They have two permanent rivals, six rotating games. I just learned this. I didn't know this. But that's what they're doing moving forward. Uh, really weird. Fresno State's the reigning champs, but they lost Jake Hayner. Uh, let's get into this conference. Mm-hmm. There, there's not a bunch of huge storylines here, I don't think, right? I mean, the biggest nope. storyline is will anybody move up and will anybody move down to the Mountain West, right? Like, are Stanford and Cal going to be the Mountain West next year and will San Diego State be in the Pac-12 next year? I don't know. Oregon State, Washington State. True. Uh, but let's just kick things off. Let's get through this. Air Force, eight and a half. Uh, they were 10-3 last year. Yeah. They, for some reason, didn't make it to the Mountain West title game. Yeah. Even, even though they were, like, incredible. It was dumb. Uh, it was very dumb. Eight and a half this year. Uh, what are we thinking? Um, I'm not going to run through their schedule because the Mountain West is just a lot of mid-tier teams. Yeah. It's, it's not fun, though. We'll, we'll break it down as we get there, but what are you taking? The fact that they play Robert Morris is hilarious. Gotta love that. <laughs> um, I, I only see eight wins on the schedule. I think they might take a loss versus Sam Houston. Sam Houston's a sneaky team. Sneaky. They are sneaky. They were really good. And I, I've expressed my uh, sneaky fears that BYU plays them week, you know, week, week one. one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, they'll probably lose to San Diego State. They'll probably lose to Army. I mean, Army kind of has Air Force's number usually. At Boise State to close off the year does not do them any favors. So I think eight wins is the most likely scenario. I'm taking the under on the Falcons. See, I, and I do this every year with Air Force, and I hate it, but I love it at the same time. 
I'm always super high on Air Force. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's the plane. Super high. It's the it. Thank you. And the drugs. <laughs> and the drugs. Colorado. <laughs> um, yes, I am very high, smoking everything that Air Force is putting out. I mean, it is in Colorado, right? Yep. So. Plus jet fuel. Mm. Right? Um, I don't know. They have an incredible defense, the best in the Mountain West by a long shot. Their offense is rated really poorly because they lost their like generational fullback and quarterback, Hazik Daniels and Brad Roberts. Those dudes were ballers. Yeah, they were good. Uh, they should have a bunch of guys that step right in and can just plug and play there, though. I have penciled in 11 wins. Do I think they're going to win 11 games? No. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm still picking the over. I think they're going to win at least nine games, kind of like they did last year. Going to be really good, but not like good enough to beat like a really good team. Okay. I'm on the over, though. I don't know why I do this every year at Air Force. <laughs> last year it worked, but I don't know about this year. Next up, we got Boise State. The Broncos on the Smurf turf. They start off the year at Washington. Ooh. Then they play UCF. That's fun. Then North Dakota. Not state, but just North Dakota. Just North Dakota. Still good, though. At San Diego State and at Memphis, there's a lot of fun games on this on this schedule. Their eight-and-a-half win total is kind of setting them up to be you either think they're a Mountain West champion or you don't. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You going over or under? I'm going over here. I have ten wins penciled in. Again, I I don't know. I think that I think this is going to be the story with Boise State. I think they're going to go undefeated in Mount West play, but okay. I think they might lose two or three games in the non-con. Yeah, you're definitely going to lose at Washington. Although yeah. there's a, there's a chance they win it, but you're probably going to lose. UCF at home. I am so excited for that game. That's going to be. A, mm-hmm. um, I have comments about that later. Oh, okay. They'll, they'll come up. I'm, I'm excited to hear this. Um, and then I think the next like losable game is Air Force, but get them at home. Mm-hmm. You go to Fregno Staple, but it's Fregno Staple. They lost Jake Hanner. No staple. I don't know. And then you go to Memphis. That's going to be a really fun one. Battle of the teams that think the Big 12 wants them. Yep. Um, super fun team to watch. I'm picking the over. Do I think they're going to be good enough to like win a New Year's Six game or anything? No. No. But I think they're going to be really fun to watch. they got awesome non-con games. Give me that over. What are you thinking, though? I'm also going over on this. I'm not quite as bullish on this as you are. I think they'll get to nine wins, not ten. Okay. But, yeah, the only losses I see are at Washington, at San Diego State, at Fregno Staple. Those are three away games. You can't blame them for losing them. You also get UCF at, UCF at home, which will be interesting. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that game? I'll, I'll, I'll talk uh, about oh, this later. We're getting to it later. Oh, I like this. It's a, it's a game to watch. Okay. So, okay. Uh, for, for sicko reasons. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also going over on this team. Do I think they're going to be world beaters? Do I think they're going to be great? No. I just think the Mountain West overall sucks this year. I'm 100% with you. Um, we're both on the over there then. Uh, talking of the Mountain West sucking, we got Colorado State. Mm. The win total moved up from 4.5 to 5. Wow. So you have the push insurance. They were 3-9 last year. Uh, Non-con is Wazoo at Colorado at Middle Tennessee State and yep. Utah Tech. Uh, they also have a weird, like, they don't play in week zero, so that's their first bye. Then they play Wazoo in week one, and then they have a bye in week two. Yep. And play 11 straight games after that. Gotta love it. Uh, what do you think in here? I, I, I don't know. Five is, seems kind of high, six even higher. If it was four and a half, I would have taken the over. I think they will win five games, but there's no way they get to six. The Rams are not going bowling, barring some crazy dumb circumstance. The Mountain West is not fun to watch because it's a lot of teams and nothing dumb ever happens in the Mountain West. 
It's always just predictable. The better team wins. Whatever. Screw, screw that. That's dumb. Mountain West is dumb. Colorado State is dumb. <laughs> Rams are dumb. Uh, five wins. Dumb. Under dumb. Okay. Uh, Justin's got some feelings about the Mountain West. Um, yeah, feelings about the Mountain West. With Colorado State, I have no problem with, really. Other than the fact that they sometimes use orange in their uniforms. What the frick is up with that? What? Stop it! Um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. Now I do have a problem with Colorado State. Now that I thought about that, frick you, Colorado State. Four wins. You're dumb. <laughs> Definitely on the under now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there's no way they're getting six wins. Absolutely. There's five wins on here max, and that's if they play to their potential. Yeah. It's Colorado State. There's no way. No. Uh, Fregno Staple is next. Eight and a half wins. Again, Air Force, oh, Boise State, Fregno Staple. Um, all at eight and a half. They were 10-4 last year. They won the Mountain West. Um, they were very close in all of their losses. And all their losses were good teams. Oregon State, USC, UConn, Boise State. Hmm? Oh. What was that second to the last one? Uh, UConn. <laughs> all on the same tier. Oregon oh. State, USC, UConn, Boise State. All the same tier. Anyway, uh, very good. Um, they avenged their Boise State loss with a win in the title game. I for me I don't see eight I don't see nine wins on here I think they lost their quarterback um, they lost their their playmakers on defense which they didn't really have that many um, they'll be good as far as Mountain West goes but that, that's not saying much they're gonna lose to Purdue they're gonna lose to Arizona State I think they're gonna lose to Washington or to Wyoming mm. um, they play up in Laramie. Miami. And then they play at San Diego State to end the season. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. I got them penciled in for seven wins, so I'm pretty confidently taking the under here. I'm going to uh, digress oh. and take the over on this one. I think oh. they do get the nine wins. Do I think they actually will do this? No. Um, <laughs> I think they'll probably be like, I don't know, like seven and five or something. But I just, principal pick, they're a California school. Being from California, I got to support them, even though Fresno is literally the but ugliest place in California that you could possibly find. You cannot find an uglier place than Fresno. Um, yeah, just give me the over because why not frick it? Bulldogs. Okay, cool. I, I like Justin's... This Mountain West one is pretty spicy for Justin. He's got a lot of strong feelings. I here. hate the Mountain West. I do. I hate them. I'm glad that we left them. I never want to be a part of it again. I hope the Mountain West dissolves. Okay. You know that mega super conference that's forming? From the two FCS conferences that are yes. trying to move up to the FBS together. The I want, United something? Yeah, they, they changed their name to something. I forget. But I want them to merge with the Mountain West. <laughs> and not take the Mountain West name. In fact, the Mountain West should take their name. Alright, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Not the Mountain West. Nope. Um, okay, moving along then. Um, in the wind totals. We got Hawaii. Hawaii. Aloha. My brothers and sisters. Aloha. Aloha. Their win total set at three and a half with a non-con, including the likes of Vanderbilt, Stanford, Albany, and New Mexico State. Three and a half wins. Can they get to the over? Um, In a word, no. I see one win on the schedule. It's Albany. There is no... New Mexico State, much improved. Stanford, I still just, on principle, they have better players than Hawaii. I, I think they're going to lose that game. Vanderbilt boat raced them 63-10, to right, last year in Hawaii. <laughs> now they go to middle of nowhere Tennessee. Um, I see zero to one wins on the schedule. I'm very confidently taking the under. See, Albany, 
I was gonna pick Albany to beat them because just because their mascot is the Great Danes. Oh, okay, cool. That's freaking. I like that. That's I cool. like that. It's different, you know. It's you a specific. See? Yeah, it's not the yeah, Bulldogs. Not the it's Bulldogs. It's the Great Danes. Yeah, that's cool. Kind of sick. I was gonna th- until I saw they play in the Colonial Athletic Association, which screwed over JMU when they were leaving. True. So I hate the CAA just principal. I hate the CAA even more than the Mountain West. The CAA can go <laughs> freak itself. So they uh, Hawaii will beat Albany. They'll beat Stanford because frick it. They'll beat New Mexico State because why not? And it would be hilarious if they beat San Jose State. It would be like, uh, isn't that hilarious if Hawaii gets to an over? <laughs> I'd choose to live for comedy and hilariousness in my life. For that reason, I'm going over on Hawaii. Okay. I mean, all those games are at home. And Hawaii is obviously way more competitive at home because they don't have an eight-hour time difference that you have to go over. <laughs> Shout out to freaking Albany flying all the way from New York <laughs> to Hawaii for that game. That's got to be like a 12-hour difference or something. That's terrible. That is hilarious. Uh, I think we're pretty safe in saying that's a win. Uh, that's interesting, though. You're on the over on Hawaii. That'll be interesting to watch. Timmy Chang. Stanford-Hawaii, I think, is going to be a good game. Yep. I, I mean, we split the pick. So that will be, be so bad. It will be fun. <laughs> and it will be on at like, it'll kick off at like 11 o'clock. Yeah, 11 p.m. 11 mountain time. 11 p.m. mountain time. Yeah. <laughs> Which will be great. Uh, moving on, let's go to Nevada. Mm-hmm. Here's another bad team. 2-10 um, and 10 last year, 0-8 oh in the Mountain West. That's horrific. <laughs> Win total of four. Non-con includes USC at USC. Mm. That Not that it matters. Um, yeah. Idaho, Kansas at home. Kansas going to Nevada is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and then at Texas State. Mm. Uh, win total of four. I do not see five wins. I see four wins. So I'm taking the under um, with that push insurance. I think four is probably where they'll get to. But I just don't think five is going to happen. I think their goal is just don't suck this year. Yeah. Um, and so I think they'll be happy with four wins. But what about you? What are you taking? I also see four wins in Mountain West play. Oh! I only see one win in the non-con, so it just okay. barely gets them to the over. But yeah, I think they can beat Idaho at home. They can beat UNLV at home. They can beat New Mexico at home and beat Hawaii at home. Beat Wyoming at home. I think all five of their wins will come at home. I think they will lose every single game on the road. But that's all they need to win five games at home to hit the over. That is interesting. From zero Mountain West wins to four? Yeah. I, I mean, they played New Mexico, Hawaii, Wyoming, and UNLV. I'll, I'll be honest too. with you. UNLV, <laughs> I would not be surprised if UNLV went negative 1 and 11. Like, uh, Justin has like very strong feelings, but is then picking the overs on these bad Mountain West teams. I love it. Um, let's see yeah. if the trend continues with New Mexico. Three and a half win total, down from four. Uh, they play at Texas A&M. That'll be a banger. <laughs> Tex- Tennessee Tech, New Mexico State rivalry game, and then at UMass is their non-con. Their power rankings are... Oh, Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Only wins were Maine and UTEP last year. 0-8 in Mountain West play. They got a new uh, OC and quarterback from UAB. Um, But they were the worst offense in college football last year. So there's a lot of work to be done there. Uh, Over or under 3.5? Are you on the over again? I'm going under on this one. Finally. I really (laughs) do think that they will... Maybe beat San Jose State, maybe beat UMass, maybe beat Tennessee Tech. Heck, maybe they'll beat Texas A&M week one at Texas A&M because that would be <laughs> the most Texas A&M thing ever. Jimbo Fisher, finally get fired. Please. Oh, please. Oh, my goodness. Get out of our line. Get him out of us. Uh, no, but yeah. Uh, huh? Get out of uh, here for us. 
pause. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, three wins is the max. New Mexico under. Yep, I am right with you. I see the wins. Tennessee Tech, UMass, and Hawaii. That's it. There's there's nothing to hope for. Um, I had the over for some reason when I ran my numbers, uh, and I uh, hated that, and I am now on the under. So there's that. Uh, let's go San Diego State. Uh, win total of seven. Mm. Usually one of the best teams in the conference, but they've been down the last couple of years yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, how are we feeling? I mean, week zero, they host Ohio. I think that is going to be sneaky, probably the best game. That would be an awesome game. Awesome game. Um, and then they get Idaho State, UCLA coming to Snapdragon Stadium, and then they go to Oregon State in the non-con. Pretty hard schedule, not going to lie. They do get Fresno State, Air Force, and Boise State. Yeah. Um, but they do have those two buys in the middle of the season that kind of helps them uh, stay healthy. So who are you taking here? I mean, probably a good defense, but struggling offense? I don't know. Over under seven. I had the over originally, but I'm actually going to switch this one to an under. Uh, I'm not sure where that extra loss will come from, but I do <laughs> think that they will be Ohio Week 0, August 26th. Okay. Can Ohio handle the fact that they will be playing in Southern California in August in a stadium that was amazingly built with zero shade? <laughs> Snapdragon Stadium, remember, has no shade to the point where people will leave the stadium and watch from the outside to sit in the shade of the stadium like, the shade that is provided <laughs> by the outside of the stadium. That is hilarious. Can the Bobcats handle that? I don't think so. <laughs> but I don't think they'll get the eight wins. I think seven is the cap. They'll definitely lose to probably Boise State, Oregon State, UCLA. That's already three losses. All you need is one more. It'll happen. The Mountain West is dumb. <laughs> Give me the under. Uh, I am with you. I'm on the under. I think it's a push to under. I think seven wins is probable, probably most likely. Um, I honestly think they're going to start one and five. That's a little, yeah, that's hilarious. One and five. I think they're going to lose to Ohio, UCLA, Oregon State, Boise State, and Air Force. Go into the bye week absolutely devastated. There's no recovering from that, right? If you start one and five, you got to rally the troops just to get bowl eligible. Yeah, and I, exactly. I, there's no way they get eight wins. The quit factor at that point. Do they quit or do they not? The quit factor. Um, yeah, and they're they're like Justin was saying. The Mountain West is boring. They are so boring. Yeah. This is one of those boring, ter- like horrible to watch teams. So if there's a chance you can watch San, San Diego State or literally any other Mountain West team or any other game ever, do not watch the San Diego State game. They are very boring. In 2019, we were both at that BYU at San Diego State oh my game. Gosh. I wish I could erase it from my memory forever. It was the most terrible game I've ever watched. That was horrible. Most horrible. Boring, waste of time game I've ever watched. Yeah. Terrible, terrible and waste. That freaking doink at the end, just a icing on the cake. And it was so loud. It was like. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> we got San Jose State. Obviously. Duh. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound that. Uh, what, what even are they? Are they Spartans? Uh, yes. I think it's the Spartans. I think they're Spartans. There's some uh, Greek area warrior. They're the Spartans, right? Sa- Sammy the Spartan. Okay, yep, yes, Spartans. they're Spartans. San Jose Spartans, five and a half wins. Their non-con includes at USC, Oof. Oregon State, uh-huh. Cal Poly, and at Toledo. Huh? Interesting. That's going to be an interesting game. Their win total is set at five and a half. If you go over, that means you think they're bowling. What do you think, Jared? Uh, we have a very big split in this one. <laughs> um, I think they will go bowling. I think they're winning seven games. I think quarterback Trevon Cordero. 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 
uh, is the best quarterback in the conference. Oh, I think so. At San Jose State? Yeah, at San Jose State. I think he's up there with uh, Boise State's quarterback, Jalen Green. Or, or yeah, Jalen, 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 Jaden Green? I can't Taylor Green. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he's up there. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the conference. Uh, they have a great running back. Um, they have a passable defense. Not enough to put together like a special season, but good enough to go bowling. Uh, I think the losses are USC, Oregon State, Air Force, Boise State, and Fresno State. All the better teams. But I think they can beat Toledo. I think they can beat um, UNLV and San Diego State. Uh, I, I think they're going bowling. I think, I'm pretty high on the San, Diego, or San Jose State team. This might be a thing just being from California. I, I guess I've said I'm from California a lot. Before. I really <laughs> stop saying that. I mean, it is the Mountain West. Yeah, it's, like, it's okay. We're talking about the Mountain West. Um, yeah, uh, San Jose State is the butt of every joke in the football <laughs> community in California. Like, like, yeah, nobody respects San Jose State. People forget they exist, that they are even an FBS program. Uh, because of that, just principle, I'm going under uh, three wins max. Uh, Cal Poly, maybe they win, maybe they don't. At New Mexico, likely. At UNLV, UNLV sucks nuggets, so that's probably <laughs> going to happen. Um, I don't know about this whole best in the conference campaign that you're putting up for Chavon Cordero, so uh, that's interesting, something to keep an eye <laughs> on, but I'm going under for the Spartans. Uh, all right, um, to kind of go along with what you're saying, my dad went to a game, BYU at San Jose State, uh-huh. and he said he would rather have watched the game from a port potty yeah. than in their stadium. Yeah. <laughs> that's how bad it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Let's move on to UNLV, which you have said multiple times sucks bum nuggets. Sucks! Um, don't tell me what the win total is. It's under. Okay. Under. I don't care if it's half the game. Under. <laughs> under. under. Um, the win total is six, for all of you that don't know. Uh, they got Bryant to start the schedule, and L. then they go to Michigan, L. Vanderbilt, and at UTEP. L. L. I'm on the under as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not as low on them as Justin is. I don't think there's seven wins on the schedule for sure. I think there's possibly six. There's no way they're getting seven though. Five is way more likely. I'm on the under. I think there's a there's a little bit of like cautious optimism around this team. They were really competitive last year. Um, do you remember what the game when it was UNLV Air Force, I think, and the ref went up into the stands to tell the band to stop playing yeah. while I was yep. at the ball? <laughs> Incredible. Um, they're just rowdy down there in Vegas. Um, nothing else going on, you know, so stadium's always packed. Um, and they have their new head coach, uh, Barry Odom, from Arkansas, where they allowed 35 points to BYU. Um, I don't know. I'm on the under here. I'm with you. Even Negative 1 and 11. I don't think they're that bad, but I think they're not going to be that Negative good. 1 and 11. Uh, let's move on to Utah State. Win total of 5. They were disappointing last year, to say the least. Yep. And they had a bad defense, terrible defense, and they literally lost every single one of their good players on defense. Yeah. And they were already bad. Uh, Cooper Lega is the quarterback. Uh, you have a pretty good running back and wide receiver combo in Robert Briggs and Terrell Vaughn. Um, maybe one of the best wide receivers in the conference is what Mountain West reporters are saying. Why does Utah State always have some random good wide receiver? That's like super short. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, The Brayton Covey effect. Yes. (laughs) I think they're going to be decent. Kind of like lots of shootouts. um, Terrible defense. I think five wins is the max. I'm going push under here. Uh, Justin, are you with me? I think it's a push as well. Uh, Five wins is the most likely. Can we talk about the AD at Utah State? Okay. What the absolute... Freak are you doing 
scheduling at Alabama and at Iowa back-to-back <laughs> years. Gotta get paid. First of all, <laughs> at Iowa, I think the ending score of that game will probably be in the neighborhood. It'll, it'll probably be another 7-3 to three game for <laughs> Iowa, where Iowa scores one field goal and two safeties to get to seven points. Honestly, that's... They might even score 14 points to get a pick six if you throw it in there. Huh? <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I was oh, gonna slobber him. The score, the, the scoring incentives in uh, true in Ferenc, uh, was it <laughs> what? Uh, Brian Ferenc? Yeah, Brian, Brian Ferenc's uh, contract. Uh, yeah, five wins, push under. Yeah, um, they do have some exciting games. They host James Madison. Yeah, and fun. go to UConn. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably gonna lose both of those, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but. I think that it, it, they're going to be an exciting team to watch. It's not going to be your boring Mountain West casual, you know, but they're not going to be very good. So, Fun fact, that. they get four state schools back-to-back with Colorado State, Fresno State, San Jose State, and San Diego State. Wow, look at that. So it's state, 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 state. Look at Justin coming up with facts about the conference he hates. <laughs> yep. Uh, finally, we have Wyoming. <laughs> they showed their stuff against BYU last year, taking us to the fourth quarter, basically. Um, six and a half. I am going to sound the alarm. Natty Watch. What? What? what are you talking about, Jared? This is the ninth year under Craig Bull oh, Craig for Bull. Wyoming. Guess what happened in his ninth year at North Dakota State? What? He won a Natty. What? So Wyoming, Natty Watch, eyes open. Bet him probably like plus three and a half billion to win the CFP. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they're not winning the Natty. But they're pretty good. They have a ton of returning production from a team that was really good last year. Uh, seven and six, five and three in the Mountain West, but were super competitive. All their losses were one score. Um, defense is going to be great. Running game going to be awesome. They got Harrison Whaley from North from Northern Illinois, who averaged over five yards a carry. Um, they just don't have a very good passing attack. They have the Andrew Peasley. Uh, remember we called Wyoming the Utah State B team? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, basically, the kind of the same thing. They got a wide receiver from Vandy, who's apparently pretty good. Over under six and a half. What are you feeling about Wyoming up in Laramie? Well, I got a fun thing for you right here, actually. I love this. Uh, at Bet River Sportsbook. Okay. You can get Wyoming to win the national championship at plus 500,000. Yeah. That's some positive units there. Uh, fun fact uh, that BYU as at plus forty thousand is less than Cal at plus thirty thousand. Wow! And Arizona State, kind of wow. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. Uh, first year in the Big Ten. First year in the Big Twelve. Anyway, uh, over or under for six and a half Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming pee pee poo poo University. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, Josh Allen's cool. Don't mind Josh Allen. True, yeah, true. I actually like Josh Allen. Uh, I don't know. I just pee pee poo poo university. I got something against them. They remind me of a school called Temecula Valley that was also brown and yellow. Gross. Um, Why would you ever choose that? There's somebody listening to this that might have some affinity to Ooh. brown and yellow. Shots uh, fired. But yeah, brown and yellow sucks. I'm sorry. Sorry to say it. You know it. Pee pee poo poo university is only getting five wins. Emphatic under. Okay. See, I'm not as emphatic. In fact, I am picking the over. I have eight wins penciled in for this squad. Oh my goodness, we're three games apart on this year. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. They get Texas Tech coming to Laramie. What the frick? Yeah. What? 
There's not. I don't think they win that game. Western Texas and Wyoming, though, are they that different? That's actually a good point. They're mm. probably not different at in all. The, in the winter, probably, but in the summer, no. The summer, there's no. In September, they're the exact same place. Yeah. So actually, that's a great point. Um, <laughs> not that weird. Portland State, a little bit different. They're coming mm. to town. You win that one. Mm. You go to Texas. Portland probably State. gonna lose that one. Then you get App State coming to Laramie in late September. <laughs> I, I just love the name Laramie. <laughs> Gotta say it as much as possible. Laramie. Um, I think they're gonna win that one. I don't think App State is going to be as good as they have been. And I think Wyoming, they're going to be the exact same team from last year, basically, which is just a power eye, great team. Did you just say App State will not be as good? Yeah, I did. Blasphemer! I'm sorry. Blasphemer! I'm sorry. We'll get to the fun belt soon. And we'll Blasphemer! <laughs> um, I think Wyoming wins that game. I think they beat New Mexico. I think they beat Fresno State coming to Laramie. Uh, you go to Air Force and then get a bye. Come back from the bye at Boise State. I think both of those would be losses. You'd be at four losses right now. Then the end of their schedule is like pansy easy. No, Colorado yeah. State at UNLV. Hawaii at Nevada. Charmin. Charmin soft. Um, I think I'm pretty... I, uh, let's go, Laramie. I am laying the wood and the Cheez-Its and everything on Wyoming <laughs> on this over. Laying the wood, huh? <laughs> I'm laying everything on, on Wyoming. Oh my goodness, Jared. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I'm I'm actually really high on Wyoming, which is really weird. There's always one weird team. It's Cal in the Pac-12, Pac-X. It's Wyoming in the Mountain West. I don't know. Give me Wyoming over. They're going to win seven or eight pee games pee poo poo University. I agree. They are, though. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, uh... What are your games to watch in the Mountain West this year? Um, I think Air Force at Boise State. I think those are going to be two best teams. Yeah. And that's a late game. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's the last game of the season, I think, right? Uh, yeah, one of the last ones. Yeah. Yes. It's rivalry weekend, Air Force, mm-hmm. Boise State. I think conference title won't be on the line because they'll both be in position to make the conference title game and have okay. a rematch. I think it's going to be a very fun game, though. Um, and then Ohio at San Diego State, I think, is going to be fun. Week zero, that'll get that'll be one of those exciting ones. It's not just like FCS team versus Florida State, whatever. Yeah, I mean, FCS team could beat Florida State. We've seen it happen. We've we have seen it before. Um, what are you, some of your games to watch? My game to watch, and we've alluded to this many times now, is Boise State UCF. Give it to me. Last year, that game was the single stupidest <laughs> game. <laughs> I have ever seen. I forgot about this. Hank Bachmeyer was jumping out of bounds, hucking the ball up before he landed, throwing like seven picks on two <laughs> possessions somehow. Like, it was the dumbest thing. UCF didn't know it had a quarterback for a long time. True. Didn't know it had a running back. Didn't know it had an offense at all until the second half. Boise State was up by like 14 or something. And then literally all they had to do was score one Time. Yeah. Score one field goal and they would have won that game, but they got shut out the entire second half. I think I, they got shut out the final three quarters, I think it was. I forgot how wild that game was. That was a, I am looking forward to this game being absolutely an uh, absolute dumpster fire again. It'll be so painfully fun to watch. Check that out. I think it's week four. Boise State, UCF. That is going to be awesome. I remember, too, it was on Thursday night. 
scheduled for like 8 p.m. Eastern, right? Yeah. And then it got delayed for four hours because of the rain. Yep. And so like the stands were full, but it was like midnight yep. Eastern, and they just started. Hank Bachmeyer, <laughs> shout out Marietta Valley. Uh, that's a that's a banger of a game. I don't know how I missed that. That that's gonna be so fun. <laughs> Um, I have a couple of, I think Wyoming is going to be overachieving this okay. year uh, as kind of some over and underachieving teams. I think it's going to be Wyoming. And then I think Fresno State. I think they're going to let people down. Eight and a half win total. Expectations pretty high, even though they don't have Jake Hayner. I think they're going to go six and six, seven and five. Not bad, but just not living up to expectations. My overachieving team is Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii. I do think they get the four wins. I think they finally hit the over for the first time in quite some time. My <laughs> underachieving teams are literally everyone else in the Mountain West. Frick you, Mountain <laughs> West. You suck. But if I have to name one team, UNLV, I'm sorry, underachiever. Uh, I like it. I love this. We should do, talk about the Mountain West more, Justin. This is a, I like bringing out this side of you. Um, big name to know. Uh any names to know from this conference? I no, don't know. There no. are no names to know. <laughs> no, I mean, that Utah State wide receiver that you brought up, I forget his name. Uh, Terrell Vaughn. Yeah, Terrell Vaughn. For whatever reason, Utah State always has a really good wide receiver that ends up getting drafted or at least doing well in the NFL. So. Or transferring to a good team. Yeah, or transferring to a good team. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's a Utah State thing, if it's a Blake Anderson thing. I'm not sure which of the two it is. But, yeah, I'm. he's a name to know, I guess. Yeah. I like that. Of, I all, guess. <laughs> of all the names that you should pay attention to, maybe he's on that list. Possibly. Okay. Um, I have two quarterbacks, Chavon Cordero mm-hmm. uh, from San Jose State, and then Jalen Green from Boise State. He's a baller. He is 6'6", 223. He's, <sighs> he's a big boy Dying. for a quarterback. Um, so, yeah, watch out for those guys. I think they could they're, – they're not going to be great on a national standpoint, but as far as conference goes, like they're going to be some of the best names in the conference. Yeah. Uh, as far as bold predictions, would you like to make a bold prediction, Justin, besides the Mountain West sucks? I I will make a bold prediction. Neither San Diego State nor Boise State will be in the Mountain West Championship game this year. I like it. That is refreshing to hear. Yep. So no, no San Diego State and no Boise State. Yep. Okay. I like that. That's a great one. Um, for me... I kind of have the opposite. Boise State returns to national prominence. Um, <laughs> but they're not that good. Like, I think they're going to win their conference. I think they're going to have a lot of good, like, they're going to be high in the rankings because they're going to be, like, the highest ranked, you know, whatever team, um, like, P5 team or G5 team. But I don't think they're going to be any good. Like, I think they're going to play a P5 team and get wiped, you know, in the bowl season, whether that's a New Year's Six or something else. I don't think they're going to be that good. But the country will think they're good because they beat up on a bunch of a lousy Mountain West teams. Yep. Um, let's go to the title game. The title game I have, not San Diego State, not Boise State. I've got Fregno Staple, Fresno State. Uh, I know I talked bad about them, and I know I also talked bad about Air Force. But uh, somehow they're both going to make the Mountain <laughs> West Championship game at like 3-5 and five in conference play because that's how bad the, freg- the freaking... Mountain West is. Air Force will win it. I got Air Force as my Mountain West champion. I would love nothing more than to see Air Force crown champion. And that is why I'm picking Boise State to beat Air Force because I'm never that lucky. I never get the nice picks and the cool. I never win the Cheez-Its. I want Air Force to do that. And so I'm going to pick against myself. And I'm going to pick Boise State. I think Boise State will win. Um, 
I think it'll be interesting. I think Air Force will probably beat them the last game of the season, and then Boise State will beat them one week later in the championship game. Uh, I would love to see Air Force win, but that's why I'm picking Boise State. Nice counter. I want to see, yes, fade yourself. Mm-hmm. If I've learned one thing, it is to fade myself in the picks that I want. So I'm doing that right now. Gotta love it. Uh, that wraps it up. It's been a very long episode. It's um, been a good. Go- it's been a doozy. <laughs> it's been a doozy, but uh, that's what we had to do to stay on uh, stay on schedule with things. Um, any parting thoughts? Pack X, Colorado, Big Twelve moves, mm-hmm. expansion, women's national team, your favorite conference in the country, the Mountain West. Thoughts? We will see more expansion news soon because I, I think there is some sort of cutoff about joining a conference for that next year, mm. and that cutoff is August 15th. Okay. So Good to know. Good to know. There should be some stuff happening in the future. Dominoes will fall. Uh, the Mountain West sucked. Wyoming, PP Poo Poo University. Uh, Hawaii over um, Fragno Staple. Uh, yeah. Uh, PP Poo Poo Wyoming Mountain West. Uh I like it. I'm looking. I'm, I'm searching the Twitter right now, and I do not see anything yet. Nothing new, except for some really funny memes about Utah and Oregon wanting to be in the Big Twelve. They're coming from. Uh, <laughs> look at this. This is from Puddles, the official account of the Puddles. of the um, Oregon mascot, and it's like the y'all got any more of that blank meme, and it's the guy with an Oregon beanie saying y'all got any more room. <laughs> <laughs> So that's hilarious. Again, Oregon, you know, join the Big 12. That's my party thought is kind of with yours. Um, the Mountain West is going to be bad this year. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is blown up at the Eagles. Garrett Wilson blown up at the Jets. Uh, that's just kind of what I'm seeing on Twitter right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Mountain West probably not going to be super exciting this year. Um, just a lot of bad teams. Maybe they'll get to that Mac level of bad, though. Maybe they'll get to the throwing a pick and... Uh, let's see. <laughs> none of this would have happened. Uh, none of this would be happening if Quick Trip expanded further west than Arizona. <laughs> um, I love it. I love everybody's making fun of the Pac-12. Uh, yeah, that's my party. I'm just rambling now. I'm just trying to get to two hours on the episode. <laughs> uh, freak the Pac-12. Uh, the Pac-12 is on the verge of collapse. Only one school can save it. Now is the time to welcome Idaho and the Kippy Dome back to MVS. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're just rambling now. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Royal Strong and True. If you listen this far into the episode, man, I love you and I want to kiss you on the face right now. Mm-hmm. It is so incredible that you're here with us. If you liked the episode, leave a five-star review. DM us on Instagram. Tell us what you thought. Fight with us. I don't know. Maybe you're really passionate about Mountain West football and you want to just... Absolutely rip into me. Do it. <laughs> do it on a review. Do it on Instagram. It's gonna be fun. Follow us at Loyal to Royal Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We can't wait to be with you guys next week to see if ooh, any ooh, more re, uh, any more realignment dominoes fell or to do other nonsense that we are best known for on this podcast. Nonsense. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Goodbye now. Tune in next week for the SEC and Fun Belt previews. Oh, the Fun Belt. We're gonna fight about App State now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye now. <laughs>